All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode nine of the Enlightened Neanderthals podcast by Training Northwest. Uh, I am the owner of Training Northwest, a Granite Falls, Washington-based firearms training company. Uh, also be bringing some first aid and land navigation and map reading here shortly. Before we get started, Mike, anything interesting happened this week? Let me think. It was a pretty interesting ep- uh, week, not episode. It was a pretty interesting episode of my life this week. Um, you know, nothing too crazy happened, but I did happen to stumble upon uh, some information. Have you heard of Allegiance Holsters? Oh, only I heard a wild story about a Annie Ann's <laughs> food quarter. There was, <laughs> there was an episode at the mall lately. But this is actually about Allegiance holsters and the material that they make them out of. Oh. I was actually doing some research on YouTube, and they had uncovered like a certain chamber of the Great Pyramid of Giza. Get out. Yeah. and they With shovels. They uncovered it? Uh, shovels, picks, and leaf blowers. Yeah, leaf blowers. <laughs> okay. There's a lot Steel. of leaf blowers. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, they went deep inside of this king's chamber, and they found a material that was unlike any material they had ever, ever found. It was what they had called Kadex. Is that the stuff Chinese people eat to make their peckers hard? <laughs> no, that's, that's tiger blood. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I'm using Kadex completely in the wrong fashion. Um, yeah, but it was this Kadex material, and they found that they could heat it and form it and create the ultimate holster for concealment of a weapon. No shit. This material that was maybe forged by the Egyptians or it was brought here by another world technology. Aliens. Mm. Aliens. I think aliens, alien technology. I think aliens. Alien tech. All right, guys, you heard it here. Uh, AllegianceHolsters.com. Use code TNW10 for a little discount when you check out. This episode, what are we talking about? Episode nine, we're talking about apocalypse plans. That's right. Apocalypse, yeah. what happens a week, day, month, this year one, after. This one was actually one of my favorite because uh, I feel like this is how the apocalypse happens. Like we were, all of us, we took a week week off. Like, you know, your leader was gone trying to hunt turkey and provide for you guys. And you guys are all like, what do we do while he's gone? And everyone's morale was kind of low, mm-hmm. but still hungry. Still, <laughs> so aren't we all? Especially me. <laughs> but like, I felt like uh, we, we didn't really have a plan. And then we just started bullshitting and talking about like, the end of the world and it was kind of like the perfect it emerged out of nowhere and it was a perfect conversation because it was organic we didn't have anything planned and just like the apocalypse it's probably not going to be planned you're not going to have a banner saying t minus you know three days till the apocalypse yeah it's definitely not a football game no. <laughs> they're not going to have a, a countdown a perfect way to perfect way to put it and perfect way to leave it enjoy the episode you guys yeah but if the world already collapsed the bank's never going to come take it well, that's what I'm saying. So it's like you might as well go. But get if that the world Hellcat now, if the world started to collapse, do you think you can really still go get a, a tank jeep? of gas? <laughs> yeah, or a jeep. Yeah, I mean, you just go pick it up, right? Shove a screwdriver <laughs> in, the, it in the ignition. Yeah. Drive, well, yeah. no, you just go to the where the keys are in the dealership and you say, "Hey, are they in a safe?" You think there's a safe <laughs> that this guy can't crack? <laughs> Come on now, Ocean's Eleven over yeah, here. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, let's put my little fucking thing to the the turn. Oh, your, your stethoscope? stethoscope? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> my <Fuck> thing. <laughs> my little, my there, little. There's a safe right behind you. You could I'll crack that thing right now. Dude, we're going to be here I'll, all night. I'll crack that. Dude, I'll, <laughs> I crack that in five minutes. I keep what's ever inside. Oh, I'm... I I agree. <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't think I can speak on Greg's behalf, but I can, I'm. You can. Is it okay with you? <laughs> it, it is okay yeah. with me. Nobody uh, will know. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! All right, so uh, episode nine here, yeah. Mm-hmm. Episode nine, enlighten Neanderthals podcast, and what uh, are we are we talking apocalypse? Is that is that the idea? I guess we could go. I I I mean, I'm never shying away from a good apocalypse talk. It's one of my favorite things. It is. I like disaster porn. Uh, buckle up then. Yeah, Let's yeah. It. It's it's good. Okay. All right. So we're starting with if it happened right now, thirty seconds from now. What's well, what's something we got to say? Here's what it, here's, oh. here's a couple things that are going on right now. The um, what is that? That shelf right off the coast of Washington. Oh, the Pacific the, Shelf. Oh, um, or it's the. Uh, there's a lot of like activity happening Wanda there Fuca right now. Shelf? I I don't remember what the hell it's there's, called. There's the big fault line that runs right yes, through this, Seattle. This yeah. one that yeah. that's that's got some activity. Happening the Wanda right Fuca now. plate, I think. Yeah. yeah. So say say that happens and we get a major earthquake. Yeah, nine point oh, nine point three, something crazy like that. Yeah, that's interesting because um, most of my everyday carry is based around that scenario where most people think of everyday carry. They, you have all these knuckleheads who have like the zombie hunting permit sticker in their window and they're actually expecting like a 28 days later scenario. My, my sort of prepper scenario is we know the Puget sound is primed for a massive scale earthquake and all the geologists say it's imminent, which in geological terms can mean tomorrow or 10,000 years from now. So it's not necessarily like this week, but all of my disaster preparations are based on the earthquake scenario. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same because it's like, uh, like you said, we live in the Pacific Northwest. We're kind of a uh, fault line uh, rich area. <laughs> you know, look oh, at yeah. all the mountains around us. Mm-hmm. So in my head, yeah, I have a get home bag and just stuff I carry. And it's usually what I think would be what's a disaster most likely to happen. First earthquake two. Maybe. Zombies. Yeah. <laughs> Zombie crows. Uh, no, like uh, maybe an EMP even. Like if oh, wars yeah. or tensions are hard, hard, like electronics going down. Yeah, the Chinese just floated what they said, like three balloons that we know about and as many as 14 that were not reported. Yeah. So you could you could float a small warhead over and set it off in the atmosphere and mm-hmm. kill everybody's yeah. electronics. Yeah. yeah. So those are kind of the things I think. I mean, if a nuke hits, I mean... It's a nuke. What are you yeah, going to do? Just depending on how big it is, I do. I, well, this is again, I have what are those uh, potassium iodide? Oh, do you, you know, to help your thyroid and stuff to regulate <laughs> uh, nuclear fallout. Do you want to live in a post nuclear apocalypse? No, but I have enough supply to give me like uh, two months for a couple of us, my wife and I. So it's like, think of a nuke did go off here. And it's like, all right, I give myself 30 days to get out of where the shit hit the fan and out to a FEMA camp for safety or something. You know what I mean? But then you just end up dying of horrible cancer over the next five years. I mean, is that, is that your survival scenario? I don't actually know. Cause some people know. did survive the, uh, like Chernobyl. Nagasaki and, uh, uh, Nagasaki. Uh, what were the two Hi- Hiroshima, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. 
there there were survivors in those cities, and I actually I don't know what happened they to got them. Fucking arms growing out of their back, but do they? Oh, so that <laughs> do they? One hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think you probably do have higher rates of cancer, and I, I think you could probably. Well, I mean, maybe the government uh, hides the details a bit more, but Chernobyl would probably be our most relevant one to look at. Uh, fallout side effects from the reactor going because I think what f- they found the particles in Switzerland f- first was who called the alarm. Oh no kidding! Yeah, so it, the Russians were trying to conceal it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, who wanted Did, to have use you ever nuclear seen nuclear power? Just checking. Just checking. Don't build it like the Soviets. Shout out real quick to Chernobyl. Um, there's a great job, guys. Yeah, you did a uh, Vlad. Uh, there's a great docu series on HBO, like a little four point part mini series about Chernobyl. Yeah. That is fucking amazing. Is it? I go recommend anyone to watch it. Okay, let's talk about uh, get home bags because that's something I've actually wanted to do some content for training Northwest on. Mm-hmm. But since it came up, yeah. Do you, do you have a get home bag in your truck? Yeah. Do you? okay. Let, yep. Let's, yes, let's, I do too. So, what what do you put in your get home bag? Uh, so okay, so um, to me, like we did that backpacking video, and so much of it was like food, shelter, water, all this stuff, and some of that applies. But to me, my get home bag is I'm constantly moving for the most part. Say if you had some serious disaster and you were down in Seattle or even a little further south to get back north where we are think of it you're gonna have to cross rivers and bridges and so what you're like hey on foot I can get there in like eight hours you know I can run there from Seattle here in eight hours it's a couple marathons but it's like no you're gonna have to go through people bridges that are out fires disasters your disaster bag or get home I think should take maybe two or three days to get home is what you're planning for it. Oh, okay. So that's kind of my get home and it's, um, water filtration, first water, um, protection. You know, I keep a bear mace, one of those little collapsible batons, a taser in there. Oh shit. And then, uh, an extra knife and keychain mace, a little jet stove to heat up water. Cause I got a couple MRE meals or, um, freeze dried backpacking. A poncho, just because water, sleep anywhere, and a, um, what do you guys call those blankets? A whoobie, a woogie? Whoobie. A whoobie. Poncho liner. Yep, and a whoobie, and that's kind of a couple tools. If you guys want to spend $38 that you will not regret, get yourself a poncho liner. Yeah. Mm. And uh, a space blanket, and... (laughs) A disaster joint. Because <laughs> if it is the end of the world, yes. I figured, like, if you're going to burn up on this hillside, like, just, you know, burn uh, up accept it and try and enjoy the life you did have before this moment happened. I'm, I'm adding one. I, I have an <laughs> item to add to my pack. So funny. <laughs> All right. So for mine, because, and you move around for work, so you never really know day to, or I should say, you know where you're going to work that day, but... Throughout the week, you're at all different locations. I what, know where I'm going to work every day. And hold it's, on. Go ahead. What what kind of bag? Is it just like a... You know? No, so I have a very inconspicuous... I have a snowboarding backpack. Okay. You know, because a long time ago, I heard someone there like, hey, man, you don't want to like represent... Like, I guess kind of... That was what do probably me. Take those fucking Molon Lobby stickers off your fucking backpack. Yeah. Your Punisher skulls and your Don't Tread on Me. Yeah. And don't wear a backpack around with Molly Loops unless you're actually out in the woods hunting deer or something because it just makes you look like, oh, there's a dude who's got some crap in his, 
You know what I mean? He's obviously concealed yeah. carrying. He's obviously got some equipment. Yes. Or if you don't, you just kind of look like a douchebag anyway. Here's a good idea. If you want to be extremely low profile, get one of those like baby Bjorn, like those backpacks you strap your child to the front put of a, you and put load a, put it up a with the ammo. Kid legs hanging yeah. out the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have a little switchblade yeah. in there. You got to be thinking during these situations. Mike's, Mike's breaststroking across the river. <laughs> he climbs out with his baby Bjorn on his front with the little fake legs dangling oh. out. And people are like, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten one, but I want to get one. There's a there's a company called Hill People Gear and they have Great name. Yeah, it's awesome. They have a, a chest pack. Um and it's it's pretty low profile tight. It's for concealing a pistol, um, on hikes or whatever you're doing, but they make them to where they can, you know, you can put a fair bit of shit in there. Yeah. Um, so that along with a small backpack. Because it's not it's not necessarily like oh that guy's got a bunch of gear because they can they can look like they got different colors and different shit like that it's basically like a hardcore um, fanny pack you yeah. know yeah but. yeah so what I was saying is I know day to day in day out I'm going to be at the same location 19 miles from my house so that makes it a little bit easier to plan and so all I have food and water is I have a quart of water and a uh, I think it's called a meal bar so it's like 500 calories in a in a, basically a power bar. Um, and then on top of that, I carry a, I've got a little handheld ham radio that is also capable of picking up FM radio waves because information is going to be really important. So not necessarily for me to be able to broadcast out and talk to other people, but to be able to set it to like, uh, you know, here in Seattle, Cairo is a local news radio station. So I can set that thing to 97.3 and whatever's being put out over the airwaves you know, information-wise, post-disaster, I'll be able to pick that up and listen to it as I'm walking. So that that alone might help you pick your route home, like which bridges to, like, do we go I-5? No, yeah. all the overpasses collapsed, okay? Now we're looking at going up uh, 522 and going that route. Um, so, let's see, water, food, radio. Uh, I also carry a space blanket. I've got a first aid kit and a, tur- you know, plus tourniquet. Yeah, same. same. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess there's things I'm forgetting about. But yeah, yeah, yeah. On, yeah, you have to have first aid, yep. basic necessities. Yeah, yep. I got that duct tape. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, half half my first, it's a tourniquet, a roll of uh, athletic tape, mm-hmm. and then some gauze and uh, some plastic if I need to make a chest sealed, which now we're not really talking combat wounds now. Now we're talking trauma, car accidents, or, you yeah. know, a structure collapsed and partially crushed somebody, and you're trying to help them out a little bit. So. Mm-hmm. Um, first aid kit, radio, food, water. Uh, I've got a multi-tool in there, like a, uh, Gerber multi-tool always comes in handy. An extra flashlight. Yeah. Um, and that's about it. And Do I you carry it, any weaponry. Well, so I always have my EDC pistol Okay. in my belt. Oh, I have an extra magazine in there. Yep. So it's yeah. a second magazine. I guess, um, yeah, I carry pistol in my magazine and then an extra box of ammo. Yeah. And I have a locking deal in my truck. Well, too late now. The cat's out of the bag. I, well, I don't. Can, I don't can edit that. Yeah, I can always cut this out. <laughs> he later. keeps an extra pair of socks in there in case his feet get wet. Working. Yeah, no underwear. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, no underwear. I, I have a locking vault in my truck, and I keep a uh, AR-15 in there. And my the kind of the point, I would probably end up leaving it in there. If in an earthquake scenario, because I don't think you're going to see a lot of rioting immediately. You're going to see people sort of 
staggering out of the, you know, out of just the chaos, get just sort of wide-eyed and trying to figure yeah. out what's going on and what's next. So I actually don't think that post-earthquake there's going to be a lot of need for self-defense, at least. It, I think in the first, it, it'll, it'll take 24 hours. Yeah, people before people home. start thinking about looting grocery stores and whatnot. Um, I do keep an AR-15 locked in a vault in my truck because of the active shooter scenarios. And I sort of feel like if you have the capability to respond to something like that, you have a civic duty to do so. And it, it's not necessarily something I recommend everybody do. But if I'm at a Safeway and somebody decides that they're uh, going to shoot the place up, I like knowing that I'm a 30-second sprint away from, you know, the kind of firepower that where I could go get involved in that situation and make a difference. Um, but in, in this get-home post-earthquake scenario, I, I think I leave it behind. The biggest one that I hit on that I think a lot of people don't think about and I didn't for a while because I work construction, so I'm always wearing blue jeans and sturdy boots, is if you're like a white-collar type worker, and females especially, if you're wearing like some sort of like flats or open-toe shoes or whatever, something to keep in the trunk of your car is a pair of blue jeans and some old tennis shoes because if you got to walk a yeah. few miles, you don't want to be doing it in your, uh, you know, in your skirt and your high heels. Well, um, I think that's a good point too. Like uh, as the season changes, so should your kit. Like your summer kit. You hand me the uh, V8 and the tobacco. I got to make another trailer trash. (laughs) Bloody Mary. Uh, Bloody Mary. Uh, Your kit should change all the time because your summer kit and your winter kit shouldn't be the same thing. I mean, when it gets into the winter months, I pack extra socks, extra long johns, an extra blanket in the trunk, you know, an extra jacket, just stuff like that, hand warmers, just those basic things, an extra flashlight. I mean, what do we get? Yeah. Four hours of sunlight here in the goddamn winter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, today was gross. Well, I mean, always having to change your clothes and stuff in your in your rig is smart anyway, no matter yeah. what you're doing. Um, so that's that's yeah. one of the things that I'll have is is a change of clothes and a jacket or multiple different jackets. Yeah, um, and that's that's something I take for granted again too, because of because I work construction, I always have rain gear yeah. in my truck. Yeah. And so yeah, again, winter months if you're unless you're living in Arizona or Florida or down south, then you should have. Uh, appropriate clothing for inclement weather yeah and i mean the the reality is is the majority of people who work in seattle are commuting yeah so there's going to be a mass group of people moving north or south or wherever they're going so with that like you got to think if the if the freeways are shut down because traffic's just completely fucked or the i-5 bridge breaks or the aurora bridge breaks or you know all all the different bridges and you know stuff we got to cross if that's not there anymore people are going to be walking and there's going to be tens of thousands of people doing that so you want to look inconspicuous and you want to have a route planned like planning is a huge part of this not just like okay here's all my gear and now like I'm just going to walk I-5. I wonder how many people in this day and age of, you know, we use, like, everybody relies on their cell phone, like, map app to navigate everywhere. How many people have a mental picture in their head? Like, if I said close your eyes and picture your house and where it is in relationship to where you work and where your kids go to school, could you actually, you know what I mean? I can picture Seattle, and I can picture the the I-5 corridor going north, and I can picture how I would handrail 522 up 
kind of northeast and then cut north on uh, Bothell Everett Highway and take that all the way to mm-hmm. Everett in my house. But I don't know that, but that's because, you know, I was, I was extensively taught to read maps in the Ranger Battalion and it had it kind of ground into me to like pull it up, look at it for five minutes, kind of take a mental snapshot of it, and then you can just kind of tuck that away and keep it forever. But I don't know how many people, if they didn't have... Uh, how many people are at 30? Data service. Yeah, exactly. Data service to their cell phone. Could they actually figure out which direction they're going? You, well, do you mean like... Uh, I mean, couldn't you just follow roads? You Absolutely. Yeah, but, that's but true. But there's, there's a... Imagine, there, there's, there's value to having that mental picture so you can kind of be like, yeah. okay, well, this road's blocked. Okay, well, I know I can cut east a little bit and then head north more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, you're, you're still going to kind of be able to know, like, well, the road I normally take goes that direction. So even if I got a side, but you never know. You're going to be, you know, again, post-earthquake, you're going to be scared. Like, shit's going to be chaos. Your mind's going to be all over the place, wondering how your family is, et cetera, et cetera. I could see it being pretty easy to have to take a detour, and then pretty soon forget which direction you're Where going. you are yeah. and stuff, yeah. Yeah, I just, I wouldn't want to be walking a freeway. When when people... You're going to have to, though. No, you're, you're not. Away. No, you're going you're gonna to take back roads all the way. All the way. Through neighborhoods. You, you don't have to worry. If you're walking, you don't have to walk I-5. Yeah. It's a, there's a much straighter direction if you just cut up to the lake and follow that north. Yeah, like then you're then you're on freeways, but you're running through neighborhoods, and there's going to be a lot less traffic, so you're going to let less people are going to see you, less people are you're less are, likely are you to get hit by Joe a car. Homeowner firing rounds out the window at you. I don't. I don't yeah. think so. That's I don't think, thing. I don't think that quick, and yeah. especially if you're just minding your own and you're cruising yeah. through. Yeah. And but you're, that's you know, if it's that quick, and well, I guess you're talking about traveling through there. I, I'm just. I'm not. I would not want to be walking on the side of the freeway if people are driving or people are trying to drive or like dude, people get wild. I don't. I don't need to be a part of that. And you know, there's going to be car accidents instantly. People oh are yeah. Be bombing well, home. I'm not imagining people being able to drive on the freeway anymore. I'm figuring every if it's a major earthquake, something just crazy. There's going to be trees constantly over roads, mm-hmm. especially yeah. in this area, overpasses down. So it's like it's all foot. That's why I bring a chainsaw, EDC, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and some two stroke and some bar oil. Yeah. Just in case, I got I got a fucking sharpener and everything too. <laughs> Wait, so we haven't gotten into your bag. So what's in your bag? Uh, it's pretty similar. It's uh, a little bit of food, a little bit of water. Um, I I carry a um, it's a it's a water key. So it's like the four yeah. little lugs yeah, yeah, to yeah. be able to like run up to the side of a building and like open up their water because um, nobody's going to be protecting Target's water. You know, or yeah. Best Buy or whatever building you're walking past. So you can open up water there. Everyone's looting TVs. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're filling yeah. up an algae bottle. Yeah, I'm filling up a canteen. <laughs> all, all my, all my uh, water bottles, too, are steel. steel so you can or, boil them Yeah, so I just, I like that. And obviously, like, they're a little bit heavier, but I... I want to get one of those titanium bottles, but I just can't spend the Was money. Was that on like it. Glacier it's Peak? Just, oh, no, there's a company called uh, shit. Fuck them. I'm not going to give them a shout out. They they're too expensive. Uh, Unless they want to sponsor the podcast. Oh, oh, that's right. I think it's called Virtual. Virtu- <laughs> virtual. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know what the name of it actually is, but they make uh, basically the same shape, same size as a uh, analgene, but they're titanium. Okay. They're like six ounces, I think, and. Uh, the lids titanium. It's all machined, really nice. nice. Um, Costs like four hundred dollars or something. It's, yeah, it's one hundred and fifty bucks for a fucking Jeez. water bottle. Yeah, it's it's crazy, right? So my kids would take it and leave it at soccer practice. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean you, you, you don't it to a homeless you don't guy. Do, <laughs> yeah you don't do it because it's you know cheap. It's like 
you can boil water and it doesn't like have any of the weird taste stuff that uh, the stainless steel water bottles can do. But it, the nice thing is being able to boil any water in it. Um, that's what I was telling you when we go camping and stuff. I'll put a bunch of hot water in that and I'll put it in the bottom of my uh, sleeping bag. My sleeping bag. So now I got a toasty ass warm sleeping bag and you can take a, a 30 or 40 degree sleeping bag. And when you have a fucking heater in it, yeah, yeah you're, you're good nice. to go. So, that's that's one thing that I I carry a stainless steel water bottle, a uh, little bit heavier, but you know, be tougher. Um, a gun, extra mag, knife, always a knife. Yeah. Uh, I have a pair of pliers that I always have in my pocket. Um, those little uh, Nipex ones. Yeah, yeah, those are handy. Those are super handy, and they're not they're the size like I would the size rather of like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, I would. I got them in my pocket right now. I think I I would rather carry. Uh, real set of pliers like this yeah. and a knife than a multi-tool okay. just because you can't beat like a real set of pliers comparatively to like, cause this is a real pliers. Yeah. Needle nose pliers like what are on a Gerber or, or a multi-tool have very limited use. Whereas with these Nipex style, they're like channel lock style. So yeah. they have a lot more uh, usefulness. Yeah. And I mean, that's there's, they open up to like an inch and a half. Yeah. Right. And you can get a, fucking good grip on about anything that's two inches my book <laughs> yeah danielle's like that's three inches <laughs> <laughs> kind of fucking it's a measurement. weird yardstick <laughs> yeah what kind of measurements are you teaching her, dude she's super happy um and chandra's like that's a half inch um but uh anyway yeah so that's those are the the tools that i'll carry um you know a knife a fixed blade knife i typically have a fixed blade and a, a folding knife um the gun, the jacket, just everything that you guys basically said is what I what I'll carry. It's nothing nothing special, but I think the the planning in which what route am I going to take, and knowing like I know the area from like Seattle to um, the north part or just north of Lake Washington like really well. Yeah. Um. So I I there's any number of you know routes I can take up until that point and then there's a few that i know once i get you know seven miles away from home but it also gets to where it's like a little bit more rural there's less people and i'm going to be able to kind of navigate i know which way's north and that's where i'm going yeah you know so i have that as my my compass and then i also know like multiple people along the way so it's uh, like, that's you know, I have a way station. Yeah. So I have these different people and I know like if anything was bad, I could go to their house and they, Oh, here's my car. Here's a bike. Here's this, here's that. And if I need to, I'm taking a bike in yeah. Seattle. Actually, you yeah. Snagging I mean? a bike off a bike rack would be money, yeah. but I don't, I don't carry an AR or anything like that. It's just a, a pistol and knife. Um, I I'd like to get some bear mace. That's a genius idea. Bear mace put is that, great. Yeah. Put that in my uh, back pocket and get some of that because I guess I can work that out of the the old stuff that I haven't used because I've never been in contact with a bear, you Dang know. It. So, yeah. um, I haven't used. I got that old bear mace from hunting and stuff. I'll just pull that out because I'm sure it's still hot as fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can't wait till the apocalypse and go to mace a guy and nothing comes out. Your old bear mace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that's kind of what I use. Um, a change of a change of shoes. Um, being that I'm in construction, I have pretty comfortable clothes on typically but i still have a change of clothes just because you know you never know what you're going to get into yeah um but yeah taking off work boots for sure and putting on a pair of like trail running shoes you know yeah. um just because i don't want to be lugging those around but 
at the same time, it's like, do I, I don't want to bail on my boots. You know, I'm probably going to need those at some point and I don't, you know, have tons of pairs of them sitting at home. So yeah. there's like, at that point it's like assess how far can I drive with all the stuff I have? And then at what point am I getting away from my car? If it's like, okay, I can drive a mile. I'm going to fucking use that mile. Well, yeah. I'm going to get to a spot where it's like, okay, this is, this is where I'm going to start my fucking trek. And then I'll work from there. But I, like I said, I have a number of people on the route home that I can check in with because I want to make sure they're good too. And then that's where the two days is going to come into place because like if I'm going to my buddy's house here, then I'm going to shoot over here and make sure they're good and shoot over there as I'm working my way up to my house. Um, and I and I also figured a lot of the time is, and we haven't talked about this, but you know, me and Tobin work not right next to each other. But we are on similar schedules, and we're also within probably five miles of each other. Yeah. So it's like, okay, maybe we have a, have a rendezvous point Rally of point. like, yeah. hey, th- we can't drive. We ha- we, but at the same time, you got to think, I don't have an ability to drive, and I don't have my phone. Or like my phone is, you know, that's where the radios come in. And I don't carry right now. I don't carry a radio, so I'll, I'm going to. No. And that's, that's something to maybe think about. Because, I mean, if you have the stuff in your car – you can always ditch it, right? But mm. you can't, you know, yeah, you can't make it, it appear. Yeah. I mean, in uh, to me, this situation, if it's like an emergency like this where it's like it's all about get home, that's kind of what it is because the real problems are going to start not in the first 24 hours, but like that 48 to first seven days. Yes. You know, so it's like, to me, it's like, when I go hunting, you know, you everyone goes off on their own. It's like, okay, I'll see everyone back between 5 o'clock and 9 o'clock maybe, you know, and you're just kind of depending on the people to have a little bit of a plan or something to get back. Even like my wife and I, she works a lot closer, but it's like you just get back home. That's all we can do. I'm all over the road. If communication completely goes down, it's like, what do I do? I want you to wait at work. The no. whole yeah, time no. or something when you could be getting home in those first few hours. Yeah. yeah. And actually, so I'm glad you said that because my get home bag was born of establishing a communications plan with my wife, yeah. which, you know, uh, option one is obviously your cell phone. However, post disaster, there's a pretty good chance that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And so then I have a couple of uh, handheld ham radios and a booster station in my truck but they have pretty limited range, um, and it's not like we have a big aerial antenna on our house or whatever. Plus, Jen's usually out and about during the day anyway. Um, so our our plan was, all right, it's it's kiss simple, go home. She, yeah. she gets the boys from school because she'll inevitably be closer, and she may have to walk to go get them. Yeah. So fortunately, she's also, she's like a pretty serious mountaineer, you know, backcountry snowshoeing and climbing mountains and whatnot. Yeah, she's so for her to not worried about her making that trip. Exactly. Yeah. So if she has to, she'll because there's multiple over. Uh, there's at least one overpass that she would have to cross to get to their school. So she she'll go get the boys from school, and then we're just everybody's going home, and we'll hunker down there and yeah. figure it out from there. And so that's where, you know, that's when I went. Oh crap! Okay, if if there is a big earthquake and I can't trust overpasses and bridges, then how am I, oh, I'm walking. Yeah. So I might want to throw a few things in a backpack for a 19-mile walk. Yeah. 
I think people also like one thing that I carry, I guess that you guys don't is a tarp. I get one of those sealed nylon tarps and that, you know, people kind of sleep on that. To me, that's, that's my poncho. Like, okay. Cause well, a lot yeah. of the ponchos you can true. use as a sleeping structure, but okay. also it's yeah, like, I'm, I'm it's, well, cause I have kids. I'm make, I'm not sleeping till I'm, yeah, that, yeah, there's, yeah. there's, uh, there's that added sort of like I yeah, have a family no. to get home to. So well, there, there's you. no like, hey, let's detour this way. George's like chill and he's grabbing beer on the George's way. George's like, Jordan's bro, they're not even charging. <laughs> bro. <laughs> it's like, no, I have four dogs I have to get back Mike, home Mike brought a joint. They're 7-Eleven. <laughs> Nobody's even at the cash register. I grabbed a bunch of geladas. I'm going straight to let's Home set up this pon- Let's set up this poncho under the overpass. And making a beer bong. <laughs> All right. Spe- <laughs> speaking of degenerate shit like that, I heard a p- uh, person a long time ago talking about like if the apocalypse happens, uh, stuff that you wouldn't normally think you'd want that you might want. Maybe this would even be good for like a get home bag. But one of the things this guy said was like, you want a couple cartons of cigarettes for trade? Yeah. yeah. So like oh. maybe putting a couple hard those, packs. Those of was that bread. Snake Pliskin you were talking <laughs> <Yeah>. to? Like, <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> no way. Yeah, Great those, reference. Those, those won't gain value until, you know, four days later when everybody runs out. <laughs> this guy's out in the prison currency. Yeah, sorry about I'll try to do some flapjacks and a pack of mob red, brother. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can I get your gun? Uh, yeah. Here's a carton. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, no. I'm, uh, I mean, yeah, you're definitely going to want trade. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, one day Mike, after Mike's work, got Marby Red. He's got a, just a duffel bag with Marby Reds and instant coffee that he's. Yeah, it's it's just been an hour since the earthquake. He's, out, he's trying to barter everybody who walks by. Hey guys, you guys got coffee? I got They're a like, Starbucks. No, I'm trying to get home. Got a Starbucks Vista <laughs> and three squirrel pelts. Who wants in? <laughs> You make half a sock. <laughs> yeah, like I'm ready to go. No. Uh, Oh, yeah, shit. I just uh, I I don't think the trading would happen right away. I mean, there's some people that are completely unprepared, though. You Man, imagine yeah. not so now now that we're talking about that though. So on a serious note, if 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 there was an actual situation like that, yeah. and we're downtown, how many people from downtown are trying to get the fuck out of downtown? Well, I mean, and chasing us yeah. up. Right, they're trying to get out too because they're like these big ass buildings. No, we don't you be- would stay downtown because that's where your home is. Yeah. Everyone's goal is to go home, right? So yeah. you want to go home and I meet your know. family until. But how, I, how many? I, I, how I many- know what you're saying. People live in like these thirty story high rises. They're gonna be like, should I go up there? And well, then, I don't. Think- I, I don't think they'll start flooding out into the surrounding areas. I think they'll be milling around downtown, waiting for someone to tell them either yes, go into your building, or no, don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe. I mean, it's all dependent on what the emergency is. Yeah. But, like, yeah, an earthquake. I mean, where else do you go? You're going to start being like, well, is there a hotel? Can I? But, yeah, I think a lot of people would be just meandering. Think of anything that happens in the shock people normally go and yeah. the confusion, the loss of normal daily life. Would, so you're going to have normal people that are maybe smart and successful and good lives, but they're just, what do I do? Yeah, my normal my routine has gone. Yeah, exactly. I got, I got hit. Now what happens? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Every, everybody's got a plan to get punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'd, I'd like to talk to uh, Greg Lappin because he was he was a um, oh, cop down in Katrina, right? Oh, shit. So it would be interesting to see, like, when something like that actually happens, what is How long what is everybody take? doing? Yeah, before everybody got a little uh, a little. But fairy. that was also a thing, like, where Katrina happened and, like, 
didn't it take like five days to get water down there? Yes. Yeah. Like it uh, wasn't a state. It could have been mitigated by the government. The, but oh, the yeah, government. Only they were competent. Yeah. The, the government is not coming to save you. Yeah. No, no yeah. way. What I you, rely remember on Ka- me. Remember Kanye West when they had that benefit? He was up there with Mike Myers. He's like, George Bush hates black people. <laughs> and Mike Myers, like uh, Wayne Austin Powers is just like, uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm from Canada, hey. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. So funny. But yeah, um I, I think that that is uh that's something to look at, you know. Cuz that that's the last huge disaster we've been in, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, what happened there? People they went nuts. People went crazy and they were they were well, look, they, at, look at Black Friday. I always make the analogy whoa. that I'm <laughs> <laughs> like the day after Thanksgiving? I meant the cultural. No, no. <laughs> yeah, 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 the yeah, day yeah, after yeah. Thanksgiving. Okay. So you, you hear these stories of people getting trampled to death as Walmart opens its doors because TVs are half off. Mm-hmm. So if, if people are willing to go to when that TVs extreme, are all off? Yeah, exactly. Or, well, imagine if the grocery stores are empty and then a food truck pulls up with some uh, bags of you know dried corn from FEMA, what they're willing to do for food when they're hungry. Yeah. If, if they're willing to trample someone to death for a cheap TV, imagine what they can do if they're hungry. Yeah. And Greg and I always say that, you know, like, you are 12 missed meals away from being capable of murder. Yeah. Because if, if you're starving and your kids are starving and your, your family is starving, suddenly all options are on the table. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my dogs. Dude. I was no. just going to say, I'm like, no. how, how dire, which one are you skinning first? Oh, I'm, oh, I'm not eating. Uh-uh. No, no, I'm I'm killing to get them food. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll no. eat Chandra like before you said, eat the dogs. <laughs> like, no, I would never. I would never. We'll, we'll talk offline. Uh, no, that's that's uh, something to think about too. You know, I guess I got pups. I would. I, I don't know, I, dude. I know where there's four meat dogs being like they are fat and there's <laughs> Whoa, gonna be some dude. marbling. There's yeah. one that's fat. Actually, yeah. Uh, I love you, Finny. Who's the bird dog? <laughs> uh, Watson. Watson. Watson's probably not good eating. The other three. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that I have pets and I think about like if the end times happen, like how would horses, right? First I, time I go I to the I mean Kozak's horses house. are fine, you just let them out and they eat grass. Yeah. The, the They're first, the one animal where you're like, uh, get out of here and they I, thrive. I meant like you could eat them. Oh, you could eat horses, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. But I mean you like jacked. <laughs> like Alistair over him. Yeah. He said he ate horse meat or whatever. Uh, but yeah, like my dogs and stuff, like, uh, what would I do for them? It's like, I just have to start killing squirrels and birds. That's where that 1022 comes in no, handy. No, they would have to start killing squirrels and birds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Figure it out, bud. Yeah. I heard a guy a long time talk about, uh, a long time ago talk about like if people just vanished or something like a disease happened and every person died that dogs most like. 95% of dogs would just die. Yeah. Like, Without it, question. It would be like medium-sized kind of mutt dogs. That would yeah, it would yeah. be like what used to be like pit bulls, American pit bulls. Just those roaming little breeding packs of dogs is all you would find. But cats, they say if people all died, cats would just take over North America like the plague. Oh, dude, um, my cousin, his first job as a wildlife biologist with a master's degree was killing cats on Catalina Island because Sweet. the island is overrun with feral cats. Really? They are, they are. They're they're like master hunters. So. Yeah. So yeah. is Australia. Spay is and really? neuter. Spay and Bob Barker. <laughs> Bob Barker. <over>. Yeah. 
<laughs> we need to get you a Bob Barker microphone, dude. <laughs> Just that little skinny one. <laughs> yeah. 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 He was such a pimp, that guy. <laughs> Dear God. Yeah. Right. What were we talking about? The apocalypse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're dying. I'm stashing cigarettes in my uh, Cigarettes and in instant coffee. Yeah. Um, well, so, uh, yeah, on, on thinking about this stuff, right, me and a buddy were like, yeah, we need to we need to go stock up on some some stuff, and we ended up going to Home Depot or not Home Depot. I'm sorry, uh, Costco, and we're like, <laughs> we were just goofing around, but it was like just being too dumb. And then we made a pallet of, or the push cart, you know, the big yeah. Costco push cart thing, and started stacking a bunch of shit. And was like, oh, this I need this, I need this. And I thought, hey, I got like three hundred dollars worth of stuff here. Okay, like this will be cool. I, I get to the front and I go to check out and it was like seven hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> worth of fucking rice and <laughs> like yeah the amount of salt I have for trade <laughs> and yeah. spices yeah it's just I was like I am an idiot but I get up there and I'm like I I can't not now yeah I need this stuff at some point and if I'm really gonna think about this and the thing is is like I still have the stuff that I would want and yep. it's not gonna go bad so. If, if anything does happen and I can't get to food right away, it's like, okay, I might have to kill a couple of squirrels to make some protein, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm set on pretty much everything else. Yeah. yeah. I went to uh, Home Depot and bought, I don't know, four or five of the five-gallon Homer's buckets, and you can get the lids that, uh, you know, they're sold separately, but you get a lid. And then I just went down the, uh, the Hispanic food section, and it's all dried black mm-hmm. beans and pinto beans, yeah. and they've got all kinds. They have... Uh, uh, I, I bought like a couple blocks of sea salt and sugar. Mm-hmm. And then uh, again, back in the Hispanic aisle, they have like dried uh, chili peppers and stuff like that. So you can have like a little bit of flavor in your food. Yeah. Um, but then I just filled up those five gallon buckets and you put the lid on it and it's uh, sealed. And then you can even get on Amazon the little oxygen eater things, you know, yeah. you order something in the mail. Mm-hmm. And I threw a couple of those in each bucket. And so that, that was the beginning of my, my food stashing. Yeah. So, the, uh, the, um, what are those bags you get, like the the vacuum seal kind of one? Not, not vacuum seal, but they're like the mylar bags. Oh yeah, and you can get those, and then you can put the oxygen eaters in there, and it'll suck out the air, and then oh nice, and oh, then it actually like causes it to vacuum seal. Almost. Yeah, it does oh, it weird. itself. So you put it in there, you kind of get all the, as much air out as you can, and then you yeah. put those in there, and then you can seal it up, yeah. and it yeah. vacuum tight. Yeah, so you can put rice and beans and. Uh, <laughs> Some spices and stuff, and then it's like add hot water. All I'm know? hearing is if the world ends, we're having taco nights at Tobin's <laughs> house. It's like, dude, look, I've got all these buckets full of taco full ingredients. Okay, so no toilet paper. You just got to start using the creek at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Nature's bidet. Uh, okay, so this is good. So we all kind of went through what we have in our get home bag, or what our plan is is to get. Home. Oh flashlight too like I, I we didn't talk about that but like i'll carry a flashlight i think and we all i'm, didn't we? Yeah. I'm a nerdy flashlight guy uh-oh. are you oh yeah uh, so like uh, i'm uh. i'm a big fan i used to carry o lights all the time i like i like o light with their little magnet yeah but they put uh-oh. so i had a, that little headlamp are those expensive they're 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 mid-range mid-range yeah they're not like you know uh Cloud defensive or, or yeah. what's that? Uh, surefire, surefire is sure really fire. expensive, but expensive. they're also really shout good. out if you want to do a uh, sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I had one of those uh, headlamps and it put a hole in my fucking sleeping bag because it gets I, hot. I took it off and 
put it in my sleeping bag when I was camping. Yeah. And I fucking rolled over and accidentally turned that thing on and it oh, burnt no a perfect hole Holy shit. in the inside of my sleeping bag. And it was like, dang, dude. That pissed me off too. It was a seven hundred dollars sleeping bag. <laughs> like, I mean, that's a good flashlight, though, yeah. right? No, fuck that thing, dude. <laughs> well, I've had two of them, and they both broke too. So oh, interesting. Yeah, so, so I, I go cheap on flashlights. Yes. I'm I'm the buy a lot guy. Those Petzels, those or are good. I, I go to like uh, Home Depot or Lowe's, and I buy. I think it's like Coast brand is like the house brand, and so then I'll bring them home, and I just take. Uh, if you go to like a bike shop and buy the grease for bike bearings, it's really clean grease. It doesn't have a lot of um, contaminants in it. So then I take that, like all the threads on all my, even my nice flashlights, like my Surefires and mm-hmm. Streamlights that are on my guns, I'll undo all the fittings and grease the threads because that just adds more waterproofing. Yeah. And so you, you can take a cheap flashlight and do a pretty good a job of waterproofing it by putting that grease in all the threads and sort of sealing up any gap where water might get into the electronic compartment. Even using, way. like, the dielectric grease. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Too. Yep, and you can get that at any, like, O'Reilly's Work. or Shucks. Oh, yeah, or, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that that's one thing that I make sure – I, I have, and typically I carry that in my pocket, but I don't have it with me right now because I'm unprepared. Um, oh, yeah, I have a. Um, that's kind of one of the reasons I have a flashlight on all my EDC pistols. Is yeah, just that that way. Yeah, it's like all right, can't see in fla- the dark. Flashlight and pistol all together <laughs> in one. Yeah, just checking shit out. Yeah, yeah. So I walk through my yard. Yeah, <laughs> you can always just pop it off if you need to. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna do that for sure. Yeah. Walk through my house. You know how many times I've pointed a gun at my dog? <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my flashlight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Finger off the trigger. Um, so then another point, like, you brought up a good point with the price point on Surefire. And what was the other one? Cloud? Cloud Defensive. Yeah, they're yeah. expensive so as fuck. They and are expensive, but there's... Because, I mean, your fucking cell phone has a flashlight on it, right? Yeah. But uh, having... Those little, like, pencil size, like, and they're a little bit bigger than a pencil. They're, like, the size of a double A. Those flashlights, 350 lumens, like, that's that's pretty much all you need. Okay. I mean, because I'll, I'll use one of those for a headlamp, and I just pop it into the side of my hard hat instead of having, like, something I have to yeah. have on the front. I'll, I'll pop those into the side with a little clip. Um, but those are super handy because I always have a hat. You know, I'm the only one sitting at this table without a hat right now, Uh, (laughs) but always having a hat and those, they have the clips and the way they design the clips, it's like a little Z. So then you can slide it on this way or you Uh, can put it in your pocket and it's got a clip there. So right there you have a headlamp. So having, having those flashlights, they're 35, 40 bucks. And that's expensive for a, a flashlight. A lot of people would say, right? Most people are the coast flashlight, you know. Yeah. Ten for fucking five dollars, guy. So ten for five, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever the fuck they are, right? But that, I mean, because it gives you light. I mean, there's no difference, really. But when you get those, they're rechargeable. You can put a triple A in them or a double A in them, and I think those are the those are the right spot for a get home bag or in your pocket, just a daily carry. Yeah. Um, like I said, like the CR one two three um, flashlights that they have right now, like. Uh, and I mean, any number of fucking companies makes them, but Olight is one, and they have these little batons, and the flashlight's about that big, you know, and they're like 600 lumens. And it's like, holy shit, that's a bright flashlight. And then you get the, the 18650 flashlights, and that's like a, that's like the vape 
fucking battery. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and those are like up to 1500 lumens and you're blinding people Dang, with those. Yeah. So, I mean, cause at the same time, that's a weapon in itself. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So like you flash somebody with that and you're, you're getting information from them, taking it away and you know, so you can use that and you can use that in the middle of the day. Yeah. And oh, you're yeah. blinding somebody. Yeah. Yep. So it's it's nice to have that along with your bear mace. You know, <laughs> flash them real quick, get them to try and close their eyes and then fucking spray them down. Yeah. Yeah. I was on the overpass and I was looking down and I saw this glowing I saw orange and cloud. Then my started burning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. But, uh, what I was going to say about Streamlight is that. A lot of fire departments use Streamlight, which is a really good uh, sort of indication that they're rugged because, you know, when we had Dave on here a couple of weeks ago talking about what... Dicks? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how physical that, you know, everyone sort of glamorizes uh, firefighting, but the reality is it's, it's just hard physical labor when, yeah. when you're actually in there doing it. So With a respirator. Yes, yeah, exactly. So if, if the flashlights they've got fixed to their... Uh, Firefighter helmets are made by Streamlight. Those things are enduring some serious abuse, and Streamlights sell for about the third of a cost of a Surefire. Yeah. So I've I've gone with all Streamlights on my uh, on my firearms. Yeah. You just you know wonder where they're made. That's Wuhan. Good. I, that I don't know, and I don't know where Surefire is made. Uh, I think Surefire is made in the U.S. Yeah, which is you know that I think that's where the just like Allegiance holsters, yeah, yeah. just like yeah, yeah, yeah. good callback, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, having a flashlight's big, big yes. up there. Light is good. Light, good. <laughs> Fire, good. Oh, a lighter too. That's another thing. Yeah, always have a lighter. How are you gonna How are you gonna strike that? And a doomsday joint. Yeah, a doomsday. Well, how yeah, you gonna light I it? How you gonna light it? I can know? only. I have a magnifying glass, and I can only light it during daylight hours. Yeah, yeah. or you're relying on a true apocalypse where everything's on fire. <laughs> yeah, fire and brimstone. There's <laughs> fire everywhere. Let I, me tell you. I do have like that is one thing like Bic only. I don't. What I don't. about a Zippo? I carry a Zippo. Do you? Because yeah. really? I have, yeah, because yeah. then oh, you man. just carry the fuel and it's extra starter. Yeah. yeah. Do you, do you really carry a Zippo? I yeah. I haven't seen a Zippo in 15 years. It's because yeah. I'm doing Zippo raids on the Ho Chi Minh Trail, man. <laughs> I like some Vietnam books. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I love... When I was a kid, my mom gave us Zippos. Hey, thanks, Mom. Uh, but they were uh, flashlights. <laughs> you oh, open, really? You'd open it up, and it was a little fucking flashlight in there. So you'd flip it open, and it just turn on so you had like a little light you could walk around yeah but a zippo flashlight won't burn your sleeping bag whereas an o light that's flashlight right. will burn your it'll sleeping burn a bag. hole like an o shout right out through. to o light looking for sponsorships <laughs> okay no <Nope>. so <laughs> so so okay so we've done uh your get home bag okay the apocalypse happened what's your edc like your normal just edc mine yeah on on person on person okay uh well I'm not doing anything right now because I live right down the road. Uh normally um just pistol on me at all times, pistol and then I work graphics, so I have a razor blade in my pocket all the time. So personally I have a pistol and a razor blade, but I'm not far from my car and in my car I have a knife, a flashlight, and then I have my get home bag and I have all my stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I mean 
This boys, yeah. This yeah. is my yeah. EDC. The Polish prince. This queer. This queer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what pistol do you carry? I carry a Hellcat nine. Okay. Yeah. Double, double stack for a little gun. I got small hands. Oh, me and Trump. We both got these tiny little hands. Yeah. You so live in a completely different world than I do. Yeah. Well, I used to carry that Lady Dillinger, but uh, I was like, I think my hands are just a little too big. A little bigger. Yeah. Oh, shit. What is your EDC? Is uh, I, I carry a, a Benchmade or a Spyderco um, knife. Um, right now I have a different knife. Oh, jeez. Jesus, look at this. What's that um, right. case, though, too? Oh, that's, yeah. So I, I scout carry a... Uh, just for skinning? Yeah, well, it's it's actually a trout knife, but uh, it's so small that uh, yeah, I just I really enjoy it. Um, but that's a Bark River. Um, but I I love knives, so I I will have a blade on me at you know one or two um, at all times. And Jordan, I have to say, every time I see you, I feel it's like you've been. It's a different dude, I, is he yeah. sponsored by Outdoors I mean, Magazine? Because yeah. he has every little gadget or new thing, and it's leather or suede, or they're like, you know, it's actually the indigenous people of New Mexico that wore these <laughs> colors. And it's like, where do you have, where do you get this stuff, Jordan? I just, you know, I'm a nerd. And when you guys, when we first had that contact or the uh, conversation about like people, who talk about things are dumb. <laughs> I was like, was oh, like, oh sign it. me up because I uh, I will go down the weeds on, you know, <laughs> specifications and things and like CM, uh, uh, yeah, CPM 154 steel here, you know, versus A2 steel. What holds an edge better? I don't know. Like I say, this does and it sharpens a little better, you know, crucible. <laughs> uh, but uh, the metal company out of New York. What's up, guys? Um but I, I'll, I'll just go down the rabbit hole on all kinds of shit because I just enjoy that, you know. Yeah. I, I enjoy the physical world. The, pro, like, the textile of yeah, having just, it physically well, in just, your hands. Yeah, so even even that, but, like, just, like, mechanics and how things work and, mm-hmm. like, the, that kind of shit I really enjoy. So, anyway, back to my EDC, right? So, I have a knife. I have a pair of those Nipex pliers, um, a pretty small pair of them. Um, and then I will have a flashlight. And then my cell phone, you know, fucking wallet cards, cash, yeah. and then uh, 19. Oh, you just hit on a great. Um, yeah. And know. sometimes I, I'll, I'll carry um, a silver coin, too. Yeah. For your. For your <laughs> Wait, <laughs> hang on. Shut the fuck up. That, dude, that's really? in case he's trying to get home through like fur trap, like uh, French fur trapping territory. Yeah. And, just um, in case. I thought that's if you Manitoba. walked down Aurora, you had to be a pimp. You just <laughs> flick it. it as you walk it's and a, they think, hey, Big Daddy Jordan's okay. It's the sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that it's different than copper. You know, <laughs> so you fucking you fling that and people typically run to it. Oh, you know? daddy's got money. Yeah, having uh having some cash on you guys, it might be the number one thing you should have in your pocket in any bad situation. Matter of fact, if, if you're listening to this right now, why don't you go to the bank and take all your money out? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> How'd the run on the bank start? Huh? Yeah. Neanderthals. <laughs> yeah. Um even even in the Middle East, like when I worked in uh, Peshawar, Pakistan, our escape and evasion plan basically was bribe your way into India, or um, yeah, fuck. There was there was at, at one point we talked about trying to escape west into Asadabad over the Khyber Pass, but that was foolish. 
So really, our our escape and evasion plan to get out of Peshawar, Pakistan, was to have a shitload of cash on us and bribe our way into India. That's hmm. a great. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a great plan for no matter what <laughs> you want to do. Yeah. yeah, cash to bribe. Here's an here's a question. Okay, so apocalypse happens. You need to get home. What do you think it's better? Do you think it's better to get home being an individual like ourselves, rugged, physical, handsome, specimens, yeah. deadly? I'm going to blog the whole way home. Yeah. <laughs> do you, so do you think it's better? Make sure you get the Instagram photos on your way home. Do you think it's better to be us trying to get home or a super hot chick? Us, because without question. But who yeah. wants to alliance with you? Who's going to align with survive. a super hot chick? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but someone's going to want to give an alliance to a super hot chick. It might be easier to form alliances if you're a good-looking girl. I'm stuck here. Jordan, Jordan, my car broke down. Man, I got to say, in that situation, it's going to be like, up, sorry, bitch. Yeah, sorry, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I got places to go. Yeah. You shoot her. <laughs> you're, you're dragging me. You're dead weight, baby. Yeah. I get home. Chandra, I got you a bag. Got <laughs> <laughs> uh, some went, shoes. Went shopping. Oh, shit, oh, dude. Oh, that's great. No, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think being a... I don't think it, there is an advantageous reason to be, you know, attractive and... Uh, no, it's, it's not going to help. No, it's not, and, it's not and look at what's happening right now with like, um, like Greg's hit on this on his podcast once or twice, and I, Who's I've this seen Greg guy you keep talking about. Oh, he's he's a boat anchor. Um, Greg Landerson, isn't it? Yeah, uh, he a uh, friend of mine from the army. Not really up to much. Kind of always, <laughs> just kind of always tagging along for the ride. I wish he'd um, do more with his body. Is the thing <laughs> that I really want to pick a bone with. He actually doesn't own a T-shirt. I tried to give him one once. He wouldn't have it. Yeah, yeah. take it. Yeah, I love that um, guy. Yeah, he's the greatest. Um, but just how people are starting to pay attention to kind of the failing situation in this country, and I think he had a neighbor you know, mentioned to him that like, Hey, we have some rice stashed in our garage. We know you have guns and like, they're trying to build alliances. Mm -hmm. So, and we get that a lot with training Northwest with people coming out and they're like, yeah, I just honestly, part of the reason I took the classes, I wanted to come out and meet you guys, you know, in case things go sideways. I want to check out your property. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like, uh, I, I just wanted you to know that I'm, I'm here for, I'm part of the Alliance. And, uh, I think, you know, back to your point of who, who is going to have more alliances, a, a hot girl or a capable person? I think a capable person immediately people are going to, they're, they're going to forget all about uh, aesthetics and they're going to be true. And true. You, you're, we are survival machines. So yeah. immediately post disaster, you're going to go into survival. But mode. isn't part of survival reproduction? Well, right? I mean, at that point, like that's kind of a scary place right so now you but go the, okay, yeah, yeah, does but she have the big birthing hips like is she going to carry four or five babies or <laughs> are they birthing hips or racing yeah, hips yeah. Yeah. no but that I she mean, built for a comforter speed <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, she a lazy boy <laughs> yeah <laughs> so dope well I mean think about but think you about have it. to think you're, you're taking on responsibility for another person at that point right yeah. and you go okay well what am I getting out of this huh? nothing 
I'm getting nothing out of this. Slowed down. But I have yeah. to, to be devil's advocate. Like, that person has always existed because the fact that that gorgeous person exists today means in the past those gorgeous genes existed and they survived through other disasters. To That gorgeous person, maybe it is by forming alliances. You're talking about me, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not taking uh, anyone else but you with yeah. me. Yeah. But that gorgeous person has to have some sort of skill set, the ability to like cuddle up to people or because of their looks that people are like, I will take care of you because that hot person is there with you in the apocalypse. They've survived other their lineage, their gene pool has survived other problems of the past. And those skills maybe have prevailed to bring them there this day. Yeah, I'm would, trying to save tens when the fucking meteor comes down. <laughs> Come on. I will protect you. I will protect Mike, you. Mike comes rolling into the house eight hours after the after the earthquake with like six chicks. Like, hey, babe, I'm home. Yeah, this I, is Cindy, I Haley. Some friends. There's a shelter in place order. We need to house these women. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, I'm leaving them all. Yeah. I'm leaving them all, and I'm looking for a big dude. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, bro? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You got point, brother. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, the truth is, like, spending some time and looking at it, hey, where are we all? How are we traveling? Are we all in the same area? And jumping together and, like, moving up the Burt Gilman, you know? Yeah. Because I'm trying to stay away from, I like I said, I, I'm trying You're to stay really away from really taking all these trails. I'm, I'm not staying on I-5. The first 24 hours, first 12 I'm, hours. Dude, I'm like a scared dog. I'm like a deer that's just like <laughs> during hunting season. I'm fucking. Uh, 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 yeah, I am hey, not. Hey, there goes Jordan. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to be a ghost, dude. Yeah. I'm going to be like trying to hunt a blacktail over the, here. The Good human gazelle. Luck. Yeah. Um, elusive, right? And it's like, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when I was a kid, you ever like walk around neighborhoods at night, and then like all of a sudden, oh, yeah. like the, the headlights would roll by, and everybody's like ducking down yeah, in the bushes yeah, yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> that's me, a hundred percent on the way home. Like I am like skittish. I am like, you know, head on a swivel. Yeah, you know, and I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, so what do you think? So say the earthquake happens those first 12 hours. What do you think is the psychological thought of people? Like if you're, you have so much, like you're putting so much preparation into encountering people that you think, like, what do you think their mindset is going to be? What would they do to you? They want your resources. It's just chaos. And anything that's out here is fair game. Like, uh, what's that movie where you get like 24 hours to kill people? The purge. Yeah. Like, so you think it's it, it not at happen. all. I don't think it's going that way. I think the... It's just hiding in rose beds. <laughs> Everything's fine, and he's like yeah. in a culvert. Yeah. yeah, that's another thing I carry uh, <laughs> is face paint. Uh, a ghillie suit. A ghillie yeah. suit and yeah. face paint. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I uh, I think the first thing that's going to happen... Well, I, I can't go off of what other people are going to do. I'm thinking about what I think. Like, if that shit happened, I'm thinking yeah, about everybody I care about. Where are they? How are they? Is everything good? And that's yeah. gonna that's gonna take up so much of my like mental capacity of like I gotta I gotta make sure like yeah, I, but is my cell phone working? I'm I'm reaching out to my mom, reaching out to my dad, yeah. reaching out to my brother, reaching out to my girlfriend, their parents, my uncles, my you know everybody, all my buddies. Like I'm doing that and I'm moving, and I'm yeah. hoping to like you know 
call somebody's Tobin on the way home and say, let's meet up. We got to go. Like, But we'll shouldn't you this. be reacting to the way other people around you are I, my reacting? My head's on it. Like I said, my head's on a swivel, and but, that's why I want to stay away from people. Is but the if best everyone's normal, like, you don't need to freak out until other people freak out, right? Okay. Like, if everyone's I'm, I'm normal gonna, and they're walking I'm not on the road wait. and you're belly crawling in I'm not, the ditch. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not waiting till other people are freaking out to be moving and looking around and, like, making my movements somewhat discreet. Like, I, I'm not going to be walking down the side of I-5. I'm just not. Why? Because there's going to be a shitload of people on I-5. Yeah. I don't need to be with those people. I don't like to be with those people anyway. I think there's going to be a shitload of people milling around in the Puget Sound area no matter where you go, just because our population density is so high. Yeah. How well do you think the homeless people are going to do? Oh, Fine. They're, they're survival experts. Bro, that's, uh, that, the, yeah, we, we, were, we were joking earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're just going to be like, yeah, those guys I might pop be... one of those if it's the apocalypse on my walk home. <laughs> go with my at-home joint. One yeah. of your blues? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah $5 for a blue, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Dude, you guys see me walking home? I'm at a 45-degree <laughs> angle. <laughs> yeah, what happened to Mike? Ah, he took a blue. He's, he's yeah. downtown still. He's he says out. he's staying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm shitting on the sidewalk and said, no, this is my new home now, guys. Uh, I, fig- I really figured it out. Oh, that's, yeah. that's wild, dude. Yeah, I that's think, wild to me. I, that that's my, that's my plan is to take back roads. Like, and if, I, if I'm ditching my car. Right, if I can get past the bridges, would, and I can would drive. you trust an overpass after an earthquake? An overpass, yeah, because we have bridges and overpasses yeah. everywhere up and down I five. Depends how many other people are on it. Like once again, I said you got to react to what other people around you are doing. If you're all on the, if the apocalypse ha- or earthquake happens, it's an hour and a half after. As soon as the Actually, earthquake happens, let's, let's say the roads are in good shape. Think about normal afternoon traffic. People now imagine crashing. everybody trying to get out of. You know what I mean? But like, it's just people walking. I don't know. Well, no. If, or if, if the roads try, are in good shape. You know people try to drive first. Even even if the overpasses are broken, some dipshit. I'm is, trying to drive first. Yeah, you yeah, know? Exactly. Then I'm taking that hot chick yeah, but and be look, like, hey, drive my truck over the overpass. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it worked. You go first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's safer But look there. at parking here. It takes like six cars to screw it up. Yeah. It takes okay, so there's one an earthquake. One person with a fucking rock can shut down I five. Yeah. That's what I mean. So it's like cars are immediately out. Yeah. I'm not even thinking you could drive. Yeah. So are you maybe one thing to do is get a cheap bike and keep it in the back of your truck? Got a unicycle. I think there's plenty of steel. <laughs> unicycle. It's like a bear on his way home. <laughs> 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 Juggling it all the way. <laughs> Jesus. No, uh, that, I mean, yeah, so finding a bike, but then, like, okay, are you, is your head going to be on a swivel? Are other people going to want your bike oh, now that you got yeah, one? Yeah, like, yeah. can you can you pay attention and pedal at the same time? Yeah. Like, you know, at that point, I guess I-5 would be uh, more foot traffic and that, less car traffic because I'm worried about getting hit by a car. People oh, aren't going to be paying attention. I, I they don't give a shit. I think it would be immediately gridlocked. Because yeah, pe- people would immediately gridlock it because the traffic's bad under good conditions. <laughs> what yeah. people? Un- huh? What people? Everybody's going to be trying to go home. Yeah. So everybody who lives outside of King County is going to be trying to get out of King not, County. Not one certain person. No. Who's he? Who's he? Who's he? <laughs> he's he's trying leading to, us. Somewhere. I'm trying to lead him into some saying some racist shit, but. Uh, that's Antifa. just on me. We'll edit that. <laughs> Antifa? Yeah. 
Now, so but anyway, so I I think immediately the the freeways and even surface streets would be gridlocked, and people will just start abandoning their cars, and nobody's going to drive anywhere. Yeah, I kind of think the same. I think your first twenty four hours of it is your moment to get home, and those massive streets, yeah, that's going to be flooded, but it's going to be flooded with everyone trying to just do the same. Yeah, you're going to run into problems. That's where it's nice. And this is what I always say about my skills. Like, you guys, I hate to break it to you. I've never been in a fight. I have literally outside, I mean, out of outside a, of a cage, outside of a cage. Oh, okay, <laughs> but like, what? I've never been in a, like an altercation. And it's just not my style, but it's like, I love doing, I love fighting. I love grappling. I love shooting. So it's like, I think of all of my skills are like to run home. <laughs> and if someone gets in my way, God help you. You know, I'm running home. Someone goes to stop me. Arm drag. Boom. They're out of the way. Keep running home. Someone pops up with a gun. Present. Pop, 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 pop. Keep running home. Yeah. So that's what all of my skills are. So I feel like if there is a disaster, my main purpose in that first 24 hours is just everything to get home is all I worry about. And time is a factor because I feel like if it, it really is bad, you get night. But you're thinking three days is your... It could be as much... That's why I mean you have to get home. Yeah. Because what if bridges are out? What if there are urban unrest? What if there is all this stuff? So to me, the most important thing I is almost, a straight line in the most... <laughs> in some ways. I mean, in a straight line... I'll take that, but I don't want to be put myself in risk for if this is dangerous up ahead. I was, I want to get home the quickest way possible, being the safest. Yeah, that's true. There, there's a bunch of uh, Billy badass wannabes who are like, "Yeah, I'll just fight my way through." And the reality is, you should avoid confrontation at all costs. Yeah, in that scenario. Yeah. Oh, I'm not a fighter. Okay. Well, hear me out. All right, go ahead, Billy. <laughs> He's got a tank. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to the lake, grabbing a boat. Lake Washington? Straight to the coast, grabbing a boat. Yeah. yeah. Up, I, up the coast, you have a salt up to water Everett. Boat, don't you? I do. That, uh, no, no. I have a canoe. You guys know. <laughs> that, that would be the time to get offshore for a week, just to let everything play out and see what happens. You know what I mean? Okay, so this goes in maybe let's can take we, a... I was just going to say, can Let's we, take can a break, but we are... I want you to think about this. So we did get home bag. Right? And what we would be doing getting home. Let's do when we come back, the next, after the first day to the first week. Sex. <laughs> With lots you guys, before I get home or not? No. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going home to my wife. Okay. All right. All right. So when we come back, what we're doing in that week once the shit's hit the fan. Sound good? Yep. Sex. <laughs> all right. See you guys. All right. Thank you, Podcast America, for joining us again. <laughs> Here we are. It's been 24 hours since the apocalypse happened. Um, in the Pacific Northwest, we had our earthquake. Uh, you live different parts of the world. Maybe like, California would have an earthquake. Uh, what else? Uh, East Coast, Florida, have hurricanes. Yeah. Live in the Bible Belt. Tornadoes. Jesus doesn't love you, <laughs> yeah. and the devil's coming back. So... Whatever your apocalypse situation is, we're living it. And uh, so we went through the get home bag and getting home and what our plan is. So uh, maybe let's focus on the first 
or the second day to the seventh day. You know, that first week, the apocalypse happens, we go home. Yeah. What, be, what's going FEMA on? What's in your head? Any kind of assistance has had its, its chance to make it to you. Um, I think the first thing everybody should think about is clean water. Because, again, yes. earthquake scenario, no guarantee that the water main or the water treatment plant continues to function. Yeah. Well, so you got clean water, but you also got to think about where you're doing your business then, right? Yeah. 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 So, well, let's uh, start yeah. with water. Sanitation is part of that. Yeah, let's start right. with water. That's that's the number one killer of people in the world. Yes, disease is, is yeah, san- sanitation. Yeah. Yep. Or Sorry. lack of sanitation. Yes. That's why you drink beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then where do you pee? In Wherever you want because you're drinking <laughs> beer. <laughs> Next question. No. Uh, so what do you guys do for water? Because I've got a little bit of a water situation in my house. I've got um, food-grade barrels, uh, plastic barrels, that have a water spigot on them, and they are 55 gallons each. And I have four of those. It's 465 my- North Cherry Drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have them full? No, I keep them empty so oh. when the apocalypse happens, I can piss in them and then drink them. Oh, Jesus. No. Yeah, I of like course the they're full. Yeah. Where, where do you... That's a lot of space. Where do you put them? They're just in my garage. They're, do I a, mean... Do you have a big shop? I haven't been to your property. Yeah, I got a shop. Okay. But I, you can fit them it's in the garage. none of your goddamn business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking libtards. <laughs> um, no, yeah. Th- but you can keep them in your garage. You j- they're $50. If you live in a semi-rural area or you live in, you know, a farmland, then you already know. But any basic farm supply... Um, even like tractor supply, a co-op, a feed supply, anything like that. A lot of them will carry water barrels, rain barrels, horse barrels. Do you need to filter that water after the fact? Like, no. So you, I mean, just fill it up with your house water. Put your hose but, in it. But is there is there a? You know, everybody talks about all these microplastics and different stuff like that. Do those so, not break down? So when you get the food grade barrels they're supposed to be safe for consumption and you know don't get the uh, toddler toys from china grade barrels (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. heavy lead in mine um but those barrels you know when you see plastic bottles or recycle bottles they have the recycle system and then a number in them yeah there's three certain numbers that you want to use and when you get real food grade barrels those are the number i and i forget what it is there's a rhyme to it it's like six Six. <laughs> Six? <laughs> no, it's like uh, three, four, seven, six. Say no more. Something like that. But anyways, they're just food girl grade barrels. And you can store in them. They don't deteriorate. They don't leach. The plastics don't go into them. Hmm. And so I just have a couple of those filled up with water just... I mean, I'm not flushing the toilet. I'm not, you know, I'm only using this for myself. Yeah. Bathing, I can figure out water somewhere else, probably. Yeah. I mean, I live pretty close to the lake. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but as far as like, hey, you know what? I Everything's broken. I can grab a thing of water, fill it up in my toilet, and use my toilet. Do you think it's I ha- better I have to a get a septic tank? Do you think it's so better I'm, to go water from the lake or the Pilchuck River down the street a little further from you? He's talking just no, to I'm pour into the toilet. Just to, to, flush just to it. pour into the toilet to get a flush. So Why are you using the toilet? Because then I can. And I, I have a place to go, and it's going right into a septic. If I have... How how long does the septic last if the pump is... Or I guess, do you have a couple generator? couple years. 
Okay. Yeah, I got, I got a, I got a jam. Unless it's cut out at that point, I don't have a, a but we bunch don't of have gas, you know. But the, yeah. I have enough gas to run a generator and run the uh, the septic pump, the, whatever the bilge is. But at the same time, it's gravity fed into the septic. Yeah. So the the way that float works, you know, the it, alarm that all of it's mechanical <laughs> up until you know that point. So if I just go and say, okay, I'm going to run to the lake with a five gallon bucket. Or just like I got a little pond behind my house, depending on what season it is. I can grab five gallons, bring that in, and dump it into my my the back of my tank, and then I can use that to flush and then you know, yeah, be able to if it's brown, flush it down. I feel like you're creating extra work. Uh, yeah, because like, I got plenty of time. I'm not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, but time I mean, will like, slow down. All right. When so this happens, time will slow down, and you're going to start so living a. The kind of rhythm we're all supposed to be living. Yeah. What are you doing not, for drinking water, though? Uh, a filter, okay. and I'm going in the back. And I've I haven't done this, but I want to. Uh, there's a uh, it's a it's a kit you get to build a well, right? And it it's like um, one inch or one and a half inch, um, like that black like hard steel or whatever the black steel is that they use for water. You know what I'm talking about? Anyway, well, it's, it's just it's like, like, it's just piping, piping. Or? It's just, it's just galvanized steel piping. Okay. And, uh, it's got a little like drill on the end of it and you hammer that into the ground where you find water. And then it's basically, it's a, a kit to make a well. Okay. And you can hammer that into the ground until you start to, you know, find water. And I don't know, dowsing for fucking water or whatever oh, yeah. you got to do but I, I i'm gonna i'm i would like to do that before this happens so i have a way in which to pump water gotcha. from my house and i'm the way my house is set up is like you know the lake is there and then it kind of there's a hill up behind me so i imagine there's some water below me somewhere i, I would assume right? oh, yeah. so to be able to get water like that is what i would like to do um Short of that, it's the same thing, water container and filling up water. I don't have that, and that is something I need to look in. How much are those barrels? Like 50 bucks. Well, so that's not a bad little deal there. No, you know? it's a good investment. So to ha- have that, fill it up, or fill up your bathtub, like everybody says, like, you know, do yeah. all those things. Because I could, I could use the lake to, you know, or take a lake house. All Except of a that, that lake very lake. quickly will become everybody's sewer. You know what yeah, I mean? Everybody who lives house. within a block of that thing is going to start crapping in it. You think so? Oh, yes. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. I don't think so. 100%. I think yeah. the houses that are there, I think people are too dumb. I uh, don't think I, people I think will think about will it. they will poop in the lake because they're dumb. <laughs> I think and they won't. They'll be like, it'll be like you see these uh, famous the, video clips from India where they're like, like a dude shitting in the Ganges River. And the other person <laughs> then, filling yeah, up like a river. 20, yeah. 20 feet down river from him is someone filling up a bucket and. Walking up to town with it, yeah, burning, burning bodies and like letting the ashes yeah. float down, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think, uh, I think people will not think about it. I think they'll use their toilet without filling it up with water, and I think they will shit in the toilet until it's because they're just oh, going to yeah. do what's programmed. Yes, and that so is programmed. I've I've said this before. They will they will keep shitting in their toilet until it's literally crowning out the top. Yes, yeah, so and that's when they'll be like. Lock the door. Well, now, now what do we do? Yeah, and so that's what I mean. Like, that that's going to happen. They're going to, you know, I, I'd like to think people would go outside, dig a big hole, but then at that time you're, you're looking at how long does it take for the water to, you know, 
seep to wherever your water is coming from or where yeah. you're trying to get water. Um, but I, I think people would primarily use the lake thinking like, oh, this is a, a means of drinking water. And at that point, like, I don't, I'm not saying I don't want to eat, I'm not going to drink crap water, <laughs> but <laughs> there, there are filters you can have, right, yeah. that, you know, think those MSR Guardian, that yeah. it's like 350 bucks for a, a pump filter, that's a, that'll filter fucking water out of soda, you know what I mean, like, I'm not necessarily worried about. I have a Berkey filter, I think lake. it's kind of the same thing, you can put pond sludge through it and get drinkable water out the other side. Yeah. This all sounds so horrible. <laughs> like everyone has this romantic notation of what like the apocalypse yeah, is. No, and like awful. we start really it'll talking about awful. it. And I quote Jordan, I mean, I don't want to drink poop water, <laughs> but I will. And it's like no one should have to go through this. <laughs> no, but I mean obviously filtered I don't and drink oiled. Poop water, but I will. I'm gonna dude, I'm gonna put <laughs> it in my my stainless steel water bottle. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna put it in my stainless steel water bottle. I, boil I can it. boil it; it's titanium. Yeah, can yeah. someone do the fancy quotes like they do the uh, the constitutional amendments? And, oh, you know, yeah. I don't want to drink poop water, but I will. <laughs> but and then I you know, will. Jordan Creek underneath. <laughs> oh, it sounds horrible. Did, did I tell you guys before? Before we go on, before I forget, um, got our first dick pic. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Yes. Thank you, yeah. America. Hang on. Yeah. Can we guess the ethnicity first? <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna say um, it's a white guy. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there right yeah, away. It's uh, it was uh from our friend Vinny. Oh, and uh, yeah, no, it was a. Uh, it's a, not an unknown. It's a NASCAR driver, Dick Trickle. Dick Trickle. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was pretty funny, but I got a good laugh at it. Anyway, that happened. So you haven't had a single one. No. What the. Assigned NASCAR Dick Trickle. Isn't that who Tom Cruise played in? Uh... Cold Trickle. Oh. Yeah. But I, it was supposed to be that guy, right? I mean. It's a great documentary. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder. Yeah. That was where he married the uh, Kidman. Was it? Wasn't Nicole Kidman? She played that sexy cop or. God, I don't remember. Remember that pulled him over? It, that, I haven't seen that movie in 20 <laughs> See, this years. is my problem. It's like, uh, Mike. Who's the Secretary of State? No clue. <laughs> Name the Golden Girls. You mean Blanche or Dor? You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. No, I'm right yeah my, my mind's filled with just random bullshit that shouldn't be known. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what What are, uh, okay, so what's your week after the apocalypse? What, what, or, you know, during, I guess, that's the heat of it. So what's, what's, what's second priority? So clean water, sanitation. So I guess uh, it would have to be like, what is the current situation that's happening? Like, uh, you can plan for everything. It's like, yeah, I got all these sweet hunting skills. Well, it's like, well, you had a little earthquake and emergency crews are here and they're handing out rations within four days. But you're all primed up to go kill elk or deer and, you know, pelts and survive with your hatchet. You know, so to me, the second thing is just kind of what's the situation? What are we dealing with? If this is an earthquake, how long till response comes? You know, so now I just got to start thinking about how much food do I have? You know, can I make it through this? Do I think it could be longer? Because whatever the government says, I'm going to go ahead and tack on a lot more time. Are we assuming there's no power and everything as well? Like. This, yeah, this yeah, whole might thing as well. So, so your freezer, yeah, the, wa the water mains cracked. <laughs> your freezer, uh, you're not going to get the water. Natural gas line cracked. Well, that's shitty because, yeah. man, I hope it's away from my house. Yeah. Um, maybe it blew yeah. up after it cracked too. 
Yeah. So, so everything broke. Okay. So you have nothing. Yeah. You have a, you have a structure over your head. Yes. So I got if you're lucky. So yeah. So I'd have to yeah. analyze the situation. But if the okay. So let's just say the situation is I'm. Let's just say for sake we're all fucked here. Say it was just what we thought was. I an thought earthquake. we weren't bringing her home. <laughs> so we had an earthquake, but what we thought was an earthquake here was super volcanoes that went off all over the world. And what we're seeing is little seismic activity. Well, that's little by our standards here, but other places are really intense. So there's no help coming. Okay. So the world's falling apart. We got home. It was tough. Make a chalada. <laughs> put my slippers on uh so first thing i do so i do have generators hardwired for my house um so say for some reason it was so damaged everything screwed up well first thing i'm gonna do is everything in the freezer i'm gonna cook we are having a barbecue boys <laughs> because it's like so what do you want you need food so you're gonna start tapping into your canned beans and canned corn no, I need to have a food Eat perishables first. Yeah. Perishables have to be the first thing. If this is the end of the end, let's get ready. Let's let get me, fat before whatever me, we have to do. Do you think that there is a... Because I, I, you made fun of people who are looking to go hunt, but do you keep a little bit of chicken out or a piece of beef or whatever and you try and start baiting? Animals or people? Animals, okay, right. So yeah, no, the people, the people will come. I'm not there yet. That's week two. I don't have any fentanyl laying in a trap. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm not really. The apocalypse happens. Hunting's within that first week. I don't think it's really. I have enough food to get by. Yeah, I. I mean, so you're you're you got canning and all that you got can or can just even food. normal food most americans are fat as fuck you got enough to <laughs> doritos Four, six, five yeah. cherry lane yeah. Four, six, <laughs> no. Yeah. no you got enough to start getting you by but it's like okay so the things that are going to go bad first i want to get rid of i want to cook my food and if this is the end of the end of the world i want to eat as much and put as much caloric intake in me to get ready for whatever the second week or the third mm. week might hold yeah that's why I walk around with what I call a tactical tummy. Yeah. All the time. Hell yeah. You know, people are like, oh, this fat fuck. And it's like, no, <laughs> this is for the apocalypse. I'm preparing. This is I am for this, the backcountry. Yeah, this is prepping. This is what a warrior's <laughs> yeah. body looks yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some would say fuel for the love machine. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, but that's uh, I'm neither here nor there, really, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys. My little change lips again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. I'm getting my food ready, and I'm trying to figure out what's happening, right? I'm going to try and figure out, I got my little fort. So I get home. What days this happen on? Because we got jujitsu that night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I'd like to come to jujitsu. That would yeah. be it. You want to know why? And find the fucking crew. electric north doesn't shut down. <laughs> <laughs> that's the fucking fact. I don't give a fuck. Oh, no, uh, no way. There's a guy on an air assault bike hooked up to the lights just to keep power (laughs) going so you can see. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm trying to get back, and then I'm trying to form communications. I'm going to either ride my bike, but probably a four-wheeler that I have that I can either electrically start or EMP. I can place certain parts on it, and I can pull start it. It's got a secondary feature. 
Nice. Oh, I'm, it has that in it. Yeah, I'm buzzing down here. So I'm seeing what's going on. I made that purchase and I bought a little dirt bike. And I was like, oh, this is this is an apocalypse vehicle. This will work if an EMP happens and all that. And I didn't realize. Does it have an old school starter coil? Because I think it only would fry electronics. I think mm-hmm. old like an old school coil is more mechanical than anything, yeah. as long mm-hmm. as the battery still has juice. Yeah. Um, I and think it'll still work. Yeah, that's the, so that's one, one bugaboo mm-hmm. is that I don't have a kickstart on it. Yeah. So but you got to run so it down the street and pop it into first <laughs> and hop on. You can like yes, uh, rabbit but I, start but it. I can't. I can't. Yeah. yeah, I can bump start it. So yeah. like that, you know, that was my thought process with that whole thing. Is like I'm going to get a little a way in which to get around town once so, I get back. So if I do end up without a truck, yeah, I have something that I can move around. Oh, if you want to move around, you don't want a truck. You don't want a Hummer. You want. A 125 yeah. dirt bike that you can zip XR between cars and saying, get over. Like, oh, yeah. Now I, now I need to. Yeah. Finally, I'm getting my XR. Yeah. It's Sorry, dirt babe. bike time, gentlemen. No, this is, this is, uh, and do it before the banks collapse, guys. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Oof. That's another podcast. Yeah. Just take out a loan. Yeah. Then it's not <laughs> even your what, money. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Remember the saying. last talk? We we're like, money's fake. It's like, yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Who's going to keep you on the hook? This is why we're you know not a I mean? financial yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Buy silver. So I was I would say that second priority in my mind is security. Um, because if you don't have security, and this is actually something that I've heard on other podcasts and that we have, or I should say we ran into ourselves in Afghanistan, is we would do these um, like civil outreach programs where we'd go into a town and uh, we'd like inoculate the livestock and anybody who had like people come up and be like, Oh, my, this is my, this is my great uncle. He's been sick for many, many days. And like the doc would look him over and be like, hand him a bottle of Motrin. Yeah. And it was like, Oh, they gave us modern medicine. This is so, uh, the Americans are so great. And of course it didn't actually go that way. Um, But you know, these uh, uh, civil affairs folks would be talking to the locals and they'd be like, yeah, we could, we could, we're going to come in here and build you a school. And they would say, but can you provide security? Because if you build a school and then don't provide security, the school will just get ripped down by, by the Taliban. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. So if you have food and you have a generator and you have uh, a water system. The means in which to Yeah. If you don't survive. have security, how long do you have it for? Yeah. Do you really have it? Yeah. Um, that that's kind of the piece where some people are like, there there are anti gun folks who also believe in sort of like prepping. You know yeah. what I mean? And but their thought is, I just need the the livestock and the and, and the the garden and the generator, and I'm good. But the reality is, if you don't have security, do you really have those things, or are you just getting them ready for somebody else? Yeah, you're stockpiling for the tougher guy. Yeah. Which is a sad fucking thought, but that's... We're 12 missed meals away from becoming capable of murder. But that's where security, as much as, like, we all want to act like we're tough or we're, you know, don't fuck with me kind of thing. It's like, individually, yeah, maybe you are tougher than the normal person, but... Uh, one none person of, none of us makes it individually. No, we, that's what, and that's we're, what we're I mean. This, this, yeah, this that's is a what tribe, I mean. So you form that. 
So your security has to be an alliance. It has to be a group. It has to be just like when I go hunting, it's like I feel like I have more success if I have a buddy with me. It's more eyes. It's more ears. It's more just being aware and covering a field of view and knowing what's happening. So security isn't – if you're thinking security and the apocalypse happens and you're like, well, I'm going to have to go get this guy and that guy – it's too late. Like your security should be like, dude, I got me a little team. These are my homies. And yeah, I, I wonder if that's late. what's at the core of sort of the human desire for belonging to a group. It's feel safe. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, I mean, that's in, even in that sometimes you don't. Right. Sometimes well, that's why you're always comparing your group to other groups. That's why, you know, gang. Yeah. Gang fights. Or, well, that's uh, that's you know, the beauty of the having a group. Clicks that, like, in high school where the hicks fight with the jocks. Yeah, kinda. like that's that's kind of the nice thing about having a group of buddies that like test themselves day in and day out in yeah. a physical way. Yeah, you know, because then you're actually you know what you guys are capable of, and a lot of the times, like when guys steal sharpen and steal, then you go around and these soy boys that don't understand that. I think, oh, I'm going to fucking get mad and black out yeah. or, you know, see red when I get mad and I'm just going to take everything. It's like, you guys yeah. have no clue. Um, but that's also a different scenario. I'm talking about a, like a street fight or like just a normal fight, getting ready for an MMA fight, right? Same kind of thing. This is like a no holds bars, life and death. I have guns and will yeah. shoot you kind of thing. So if you don't have that training, it doesn't matter. Like, I've never been in a gunfight. No. Like that, that scares the shit out of me. So the fact that we'd be in that situation where the stakes are that high, it's a different, it, we're, it's a different world. And I wonder to myself, it's like, is that the point in time when it's like, okay, no, it's, it's kill time. It's not like you don't, you don't mess around with getting in a scuffle. Yeah. It is it's just life at, and death. Let's say, let's say disaster plus three days. So that's when you start to find out that a lot of people didn't prepare. Yeah, didn't put yeah. extra food and, and provisions what, in their house. And now they're starting to go outside. Like, they're starting to go, okay, I'm I'm getting hungry. And I need to go, think, like, it's time to go loot the grocery store and the 7-Eleven first. Yeah. But when those are empty, yeah, then, then they're going to start looking at everybody else's house. And I think you know? those will get empty quick. Yes. I think those will get empty within that first oh, 12 yeah. to 14. Like, there's, there's a couple million people here. The, the grocery stores are receive multiple semi trucks every morning. Yeah, so one shipment a day. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that is though because of the way they. I mean, I think we at the beginning of twenty twenty when everybody started seeing that. Yeah. It was it was the realization of like you ask, hey, do you guys have this in the back? And they were like, nope. have have in the back. Yeah. You know, a young kid like I remember when I was a kid and we used to, hey, do you guys have any more you know Lucky Charms in the back or whatever it was. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay, let me go look. Yeah, and then oftentimes pull a pallet down. They'd come they'd come in and they'd say, Oh, here you go. And yeah. you ask a kid that today and they like, what do you mean? <laughs> one of my one of my favorite memes I've ever seen is a dude, you know, it's all the hipsters out here like to wear the construction clothes now or dress like they're loggers with the Carhartt and the flannel mm -hmm. shirts and whatnot. And it's a it's a picture of this dude walking down the street in assumably Seattle. And he's got his car hearts and his flannel shirt on and his fancy haircut. And he's saying, I'm so glad I don't actually have to hunt for food. I have no fucking clue where gluten-free tacos live. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, that is exactly, exactly the kind of people walking around Seattle. Yeah, I mean, thank God we're not going to be down there. Because honestly, I think that's also going to be one of the more dangerous places. 
Oh, yeah, because that's where desperation will start because fewer, you know. Lack of preparedness. Well, further from the source, too. So all the, the, whether it's clean water or fresh food, in the city, you're further, that's the furthest point from the source. The source is the farm or the stream. Resources come from the country. The dairy, yeah, resources all come from outside the city. And the city is actually, yeah, literally the furthest point in the supply chain. It's the end of the supply chain. Nothing comes back out of the city in a semi truck, or very I, unless it comes out of the port, I guess. Um, but the city itself is not producing anything that gets loaded onto a truck and sent back to the interior. Yeah, that's an interesting. That's, that point. is a very interesting. Point. Point. Yeah, Mike missed out on that one. Yeah, because that's um, that's a um, that's very true. You yeah. know, so and what, we're not talking so about digital. Does, so that fuck, man, that that leads us into. Well, that's that's what, what exactly does a city like on a on a macro scale. What is a city producing? It, well, they're producing um, electronic design. They're they're producing online shit. It's they're not actually produ- yeah, yeah nothing exactly. Tangible. No, no tools, no nothing like right. that. They're uh, it gets turned into something tangible, kind of like elsewhere. a government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Man. something that doesn't produce. Um, no, that's very. That's a really good point. We got to lock that away and bring that right. back that, up to Mike when he gets back here. But uh, the. Uh, <sighs> That that first week, I imagine you get home, you settle in, you have food, water, shelter because we've prepared um, for that. And yeah. I think any any anybody the government says to keep at least two days of of rations yeah, to be, be able to survive it on week, it should be a, it should be at least a week. Yeah. If you can't if if you guys. Stop what you're doing if you hear this and you don't have at least a week's worth of food for everybody in your household, and go get food. Yeah. That, I mean that is that is a whole lot of dried minimum. beans and it's not expensive. Yeah, it's sugar, not expensive salt, to be able to survive on that. Lard, but um, and then like you said, once you get to now we're talking like security, we're talking guns, we're talking all that. Then you go, okay, well, what are my resources that I've stockpiled and I'm ready to go, and what friend group or um, family do I have and where are we going to build this village that we need to have? Because if it's the first week, we can kind of feel things out. But if you're, excuse me, um, if you're not in a situation to be able to communicate. Yeah. Like, I was then, just going to say, this then, is where the communication plan comes into play. Then you have, yeah, you have to have a plan for this and you have to, these are things that you put in gear now for said issue. And it, it, to th- the the mind, you know, gymnastics that you get to do is fun. And go, okay, what is my plan going to be? Like, where am I going to go? Who who can I have this conversation with? Because there are people who don't want to have this conversation, or they think they're stupid, or like they're just like this is this is dumb to have these conversations. Guess what? Then they don't have to be a part it's of funny. it. Funny, I, I have a friend who's a white collar executive type, and. Uh, He's, he he would have he would have made fun of me three years ago, mm-hmm. but now I think he's paying attention. Yeah, well, there, I think that's happening more and more and more. Yeah. But I think it's important to have those conversations right now with the people that are willing to have those conversations. And like I said, there's going to be people that are just like you're you're absolutely crazy, and it's like okay, well then, when this happens, I'm not going to be relying on you, and you're not going to be relying on me. If it doesn't happen, great. We don't yeah. want it to happen. But exactly. Yeah, we'll go on. 
there's nothing. Jokes. Yeah. You, guess what you do every day when you get in your car? You put on your seatbelt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why is this any different? Yeah. You know, yeah. we're forced to have insurance. Why is this any different? Yeah. So people who want to make this out to be like, oh, you guys are these crazy conspiracy theories and this stuff's never going to happen. It's like, no, being prepared is well, there's, a there's small geological evidence of yeah. a fucking massive earthquake that would have been like a, a population killer. Yeah. What was it, like 150,000 years ago or something? But it's like you said. It's like people go, oh, well, I mean, 150,000 years or like it could happen today or it could happen in 20 fucking thousand years from now. You know, that, that all yeah. the all the crazy stuff that people say. It's just like, if anything, I enjoy having the conversation, right? I enjoy like making the plan and figuring out what the, the situation is to get there is, is awesome. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. But uh, now that Mike's back, I want to loop him back in on that, uh, what you said earlier. So Tobin was saying that the city is not a good place to be, but that what the city is a, the city doesn't produce anything. The city, the city, the is, city the is the end, of the end the point of the supply chain. The supply chain all comes from rural, rural America and overseas. And it For stops, city life. and it stops yeah. at the city. So, so why as, would as anybody consumer, want to stay there? Because we're all consumers. Why yeah. would why would you want to be at the end point of the supply chain? Wouldn't you want to try to move yeah. your way up? And then the other the other point was because the reason it's the end of the supply chain is because a city doesn't produce anything tangible. There is nothing getting loaded onto semi trucks and getting trucked back out into rural America from the city. No. There's, there's, the only thing there's I goods that come in through the port, but they're, it, they're not made there. They're just no, 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 If it's no, not no. electronic, I it would say come the city. if it was the apocalypse, not even, it's not even like it's not. No, like no, I mean, I mean, I mean, electronics. Like, it's it's just data engineering. Yeah, or, yes, yeah, that's, software. that's what I mean. Software. Yeah, but there's tons of money in cities, and wherever money is, there's going to be goods and. I have to think Good's that and tell their use. Yeah, it, but that's what I nothing. mean. Like, if the apocalypse apocalypse happened and I'm going Grand Theft Auto style and I'm going to do some raiding, the only reason I'd probably go back into the city is like you know, police departments rob a weapons cache, find an old FBI. Right, because yeah, there's that's nothing gone. there. That's it's gone. It's yeah. the end of it's the end of the yeah, supply yeah. chain. Yeah, so but I, I mean, wouldn't be. It's just you an know. interesting point about. How kind of, shitty yeah, cities how are. Society, I don't know. Exactly. Actually, how society works. I'm, and, I'm yeah. taking over the space needle. You guys want to visit me? Yeah. From Bro, it will be like, yeah. 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 Be like uh, Austin Powers. The leaning the from Austin Powers. Yeah. Dr. Evil After up there. After 9.0. Dude, I got a lair. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. 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 Check it out. It still works. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. We got Duran Duran on the stereo. I mean, I'm out of that. No, um... So that that first week you get you get done with all that, you I would imagine the first day you're kind of getting all your gear together. You're getting yes. set up. Take, you're, yes. you're taking like inventory. inventory. Yeah, hard you're, you're, inventory. You're looking at what you got. You're okay. Now I got explaining to the kids that we're gonna eat one meal a day. I have I have access to this vehicle. Or <laughs> I have. I'm so sad at this moment because this moment is one over the years. It's like my tools. I've got tools and. I like them, and I use them for things. But my wife and my family, they come in, and they oh. sneak, and they use my tools. And, then the and not everything gone. gets replaced. Oh, yeah. But my hunting equipment, no one touches. Now, I've got to divvy up my good equipment. Oh, i got to start giving out my good stuff. This hurts me as 
as much as I'm loving preparing my family, my my equipment, my goods, I got to start sharing with people to make them ready. I just gave my dad an AR. What? Yeah. So, I mean, just just thinking about all this and because, I mean, Washington, we're going if you're not outside of Washington, you're fucked. But uh, the the laws now, the 1240 that are going through to ban semi-automatic rifles or oh. semi-automatic guns, firearms. I have to pee my pants, but I got a good one when I come back. Okay. Keep telling me because um, I know nothing of the gun laws. So, so that as that goes through, you know, Washington is basically at the, the signing of mm-hmm. whenever Jay Inslee wants to make it a law. Mm-hmm. We are going to lose those, uh, those rights. Um, so when that happens, or if that happens, uh, you're not going to be able to get a an AR or any semi-automatic rifle, which gives you protection or you know the ability to hunt or whatever you want to you know. Have a good fucking Friday, Go yeah, or just yeah, exactly, just like yeah. train and just having fun. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but if if that um, it's coming up the pipe, right? So my dad didn't have one, so it was like, well, I guess I gotta. You know, I ordered him a parts kit, but then we were worried about not being able to get a lower and this whole thing. So anyway, so I just. Went over and transferred, transferred one to him. Yeah. So he got it, and now he's got it. But that's like that's what I'm talking about. Um, you're you're gonna need that security. So yeah. if you don't have it, well, it's too late. Yeah, because that that's truly what I mean. We're talking about when we have that stuff. But also, you got to think like if it is uh, to the end of the end of times, and nothing's applying. Like uh, I was like, man, I don't have enough bullets. One time, and Tobin's like, it's all right. How many do you have? I'm like, I got this many. He's like, that's enough to get them from the next guy. Yeah. And so I kind of always think if it gets like end of end times, like you're battling and stuff. Imagine the guns you might get. Yeah. I mean, but that, that I think that's why like it's important to have a uh, a set like calibers, right? You got 22, yeah. just starting from smallest to biggest, 22. And this is just my opinion. Uh <laughs> Right, that you got nine millimeter, yeah, five five six, yeah, um, three oh eight, yeah, right. That's you got something to take down big game. You got something to defend yourself with. You got uh, something else to defend yourself with, and you got a twenty two for hunting or whatever. Squirrels or defend, and, and you can defend yourself with any of it, right? Yeah. But those are the most common calibers available. So yeah, to have that and to be able to like get it from the next guy, yeah, that's what you're gonna run into. You're gonna run into Glock. Not 19 yeah. with nine millimeter yeah. and you're going to run into 22s in every fucking house you ever go into and you'd hope anyway. You Do you know. know how screwed I'd be if I go to break into my neighbor's house and all he does is muzzle loading? Yeah. <laughs> I would die the first day uh, I shot that gun. Are you talking would... about commonality of equipment? Oh, we were talking about just security and, um, you know, preparedness and having, I, I gave my gun or a gun. I transferred a gun to my dad cause he yeah. didn't have one because he wasn't in the preparedness. Oh, okay. I, I walked in as you were talking set. about everybody has a Glock 19, everybody has nine millimeter. And yeah. that, that's a good point because commonality of equipment means that you can all share spare parts. You can share extra batteries. You can share magazines and ammunition. Um, well, so you can yeah. share fuel. Yeah. So un, like, Across my, your your friend group or your family or whoever your your tight circle is, have everybody using the same type of equipment makes that's also a like yeah. a, a big advantage. But what Mike was saying was he's he's super excited or you know as much as he loves having all of his stuff, he looks at those tools that get taken out and then he gets his hunting equipment yeah. taken 
or you know doesn't get it taken it's all there but now he's got to divvy that up between friends and family to try yeah. and get it to the next you know the people that well, need it you, you, you get right. yourself first with a spare because if, yeah. they, if they didn't take the time to have yeah. a, you know what i mean if yeah you, but well, that, that's also part of your group though right that's that's part of your group so yeah. unfortunately like it's, it's crazy it, it's to gonna, me because sorry i'm cutting you off but like where i grew up in rural washington state it was unthinkable that your dad didn't have just at least some old bolt Girlfriend? action. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Liquor cabinet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, weed stash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the idea that you didn't have like some old deer rifle in the corner or a, yeah. a 30 30 yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. The, the and idea, a box of shells like, somewhere. The weird kid was the kid who uh, was like, yeah, my parents don't have a gun. Yeah. You'd be like, what? Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Really? See, yeah. I grew up west of the mountains, and it was pretty common. I mean, I remember growing up and, like, kids talking about guns and, like, how, yeah. you know, these guns. And I was like, what the fuck are they talking? And they're talking about calibers and, like, saying numbers. And I was like, it's not math right now. What are we doing? Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's not just, math. just what are we? <laughs> uh, but I, I just, I didn't quite understand. I was like, guns are, I, I didn't really care. Yeah, you know, I was like, let's read the dinosaur book. Yeah, like look, look at pictures. Um, but that it just wasn't common for Dude, us to in, like in have. Omac getting the Cabela's catalog was we considered that entertainment. Like, oh fuck, we got the new Cabela's today. Yeah, we'll flip through it and like look at all the different. You know, See, that's wild. The, yeah, we didn't. That was not. I didn't know I about Cabela's till probably two thousand eight. Are you serious? Yeah, Holy I'm shit. a late hunter. I, I okay. no one in my family ever. I grew up fishing and crabbing and doing that stuff. I just thought everybody got that thing in the mail because literally no, everybody's yeah, dad no. got it in the mail. I got the yeah. Sears catalog, but that never showed. <laughs> yeah, <in that> Sears <laughs> robot. <laughs> yeah, intercept that fucker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey. hello. It's the swimsuit issue. Did the mail um, come, Mike? No, I never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> what mail? Yeah. No. Oh, um. Yeah. That. Uh, anyway, the the having that equipment, having security important having your hunting your ta- your tactical gear your fo- the shit that will help you survive um not everybody has it everybody wants it in that si- situation right yeah. or they want to be friends with somebody who yes. does so they can just be part of the group and mm-hmm. at at that point it's like excuse me it's like what um Tyler said it's like we need basket weavers yeah. you know we need um people that are berry pickers we need those people around yeah we need people who are security we need people like so once you you start finding your group and your yeah you start finding your village and your tribe you start putting that stuff together then i think but that's obviously further down the line and this is like this is like i think you're doing long-term this is long-term planning right but that's and that's why i think those plans are a lot more cloudy and it's harder to have those conversations with people who aren't what? into this kind of shit. So if you if you were to start having this conversation, I can't have this conversation with my girlfriend. She listens to this podcast. I guarantee she but turned me, it off a half hour ago. Hang on. I forced you, my wife to listen start, to this. Well, what's funny is more and more people are paying attention. So, And that leads me into the story. I said I got a good story when I yeah, come yeah. back. Um, I stopped on my way here to deliver a... Uh, you know, we sell Vortex Optics through Training Northwest. So I stopped to deliver a red dot that a friend had ordered. And he's a guy I've known for probably two or three years. 
and the first time he and I went shooting once and he was telling me about how his fiance was not cool with him having a semi-automatic pistol or an AR or any, any assault or any type assault rifle. And so I'm, I'm stopping to drop and they just had a baby like eight months ago. So I'm dropping off his red dot and he's like, Oh yeah. And she bought me this AR and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait, I, I thought she wasn't down with any of this. And he's like, yeah, but she's been paying pretty close attention to everything that's happening lately. And it's like, <laughs> Holy shit. And then like my own wife, Jen, she, she was kind of, uh, she was more of the like, Oh, this is scary stuff. Like, I don't, I don't want to think the bad thoughts about this right now. Mm -hmm. Like you guys are just being crazy. And then even, you know, it was like two weeks ago. She goes, how much ammo do we have? (laughs) I was like, what? Like, I, I do we know. have? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to give you my I'm, shit now. I'm moving yeah. in with Kozak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was like, oh, I, I don't know, like probably a thousand rounds or something, but it goes so fast that it's really, it's really not much. And she's like, you should order some more. I was like, what, what are you, who are you? You're making so much sense, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And then she, she was getting after it with all <laughs> our, uh, our planner boxes and yeah. 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 Yeah, even my wife. Uh, that hold on before before we so jump. That, that's two people who I've known, or obviously I've known my wife for a long time, and then this other woman I've known her husband for several years, and all of a sudden, complete reversals. Yeah, um, yeah, I I've, I experienced that at the beginning of COVID with my uh, girlfriend's parents. They against guns, and they're like, "Should we get a shotgun? Like, should we have <laughs> some sort of?" It's like yeah. without question, you should yeah. have protection. Yeah. You know, and I think they said shotgun because Mr. Joe Biden uh, said, oh, right. I got a shotgun. Yeah, shotguns, <laughs> that's all you need. Um, but uh, being that you know how fast ammunition goes, what what's that like? Can you speak to that? Like what? No, there's no one answer for it all. But what uh, I think a lot of people don't grasp the concept of fire and maneuver and covering fire. And that's actually one of the things I'm trying to sort of established with training Northwest in the level two and three classes is there's, there's not just, there's rounds on target, but there's, there's also this other thing called suppressing fire and, and covering fire for fire and maneuver. Mm-hmm. And the reality is every, this is one of the reasons why I kind of poke fun at flat range training is you're firing at a full silhouette that's standing out in the middle of the open. Well, what fucking enemy that's attacking you is going to stand upright out in the middle of the clearing and be like, Yo, here I am, right? You may never actually see them because they're going to be hiding in the bushes or they're going hiding in some rubble be in a in a window up on a third floor a block and a half down and you're going to have no idea where the fire is coming from. So doctrinally, the army has yeah. well, you Roger, know, Rogers rule of ranging. Yeah, says yeah. otherwise. Huh? Yeah, closed with yeah, closed within hatchet's distance and then yeah. uh yeah, make your war. Um doctrine in the army is is when you're putting down suppressive like so if i want to free if jordan and i are attacked out in the woods right and we're both armed and what i want to do is i want to free him up to move we're immediately we both react to contact we hit the ground we get behind something that will like a rock a tree anything that will stop bullets and we're hunkering down and now we're starting to think okay how do we get out of here we're at, we either need to break contact and get away or we need to attack and kill our attackers and basically to get away. And um, in order for me to free him up to move, I need to establish some sort of fire 
on the attacker that causes either a psychological, if, if not a physical effect of actually hitting him with bullets, a psychological effect of making him want to duck and have like a, like Find a flinch. cover himself. Yeah, exactly. Basically a flinch reflex. Mm-hmm. And that, that's called suppressive fire. And where you put your suppressive fire is known, like it's an order of um, priority, known, likely, and suspected positions. So if you, if you can see a muzzle flash up in the bushes, then that's what you fire at. But if you can't see muzzle flashes, all you know is you're being fired at, then you go, then you go to likely. Where would I hide if I were trying to shoot at us? So you just yeah. start, literally just start shooting into shadows. Yeah. And then suspected is, all right, we fired into all the places we thought we would hide. It's, it, the difference between likely and suspected is just... I've, I, I know a guy who used to bear hunt like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fucking scary. I've got uh, a question on that. Uh, but, but anyway, sorry. But in order to free him up for... For him to move, yeah. he needs to be able to move for like three to four seconds to get anywhere. Mm. So now I have to pick up a rate of fire for three to four seconds, which if you actually think about how many times you can pull the trigger in three to four seconds, it's a, a lot. lot. Yeah. That's so then, then he's behind cover. Now I take a break. But now he's got to start putting down that suppressive fire so yeah. that I can move. And so you, you're you not – because you're not just knocking down – one, you know. If, if you had six attackers and you could just knock them down with six yeah. to 12 shots, why the fuck would we carry 30 round magazines? Yeah. So the reason a combat loadout starts at 210 rounds is again, army doctrine, seven magazines. But if you listen to like uh SOG cast, there's a wealth of experience of the, the Mac V SOG guys in Vietnam. And I think they were carrying like 25 magazines. Yeah. You hear those so, SOG cast and yeah, they're like, we had 30 close crazy heavy. Yeah. Crazy. But they, plus, that, plus that a was, shitload of that grenades. That was also like, when the guns were like magazines were disposable, oh, not yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. to say that and, in, and, at wartime they're not. And but for us in the Rangers, magazines could be like we were taught to retain them. Yeah. But if you dropped one in the ground, like who the fuck cares? But they weren't taught to retain yes. them. Self, they self, were taught to drop know, and just keep yeah. moving, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think they would retain them if they oh, could. Okay. But I thought I thought it was just like oh, magazines are are nothing. No, I think they tried to okay. save them. That's I, I, I could I, be wrong, but um, I have a question about that. Well, this With, is another good point, though, because if we're going post-apocalypse, you don't have a resupply point. No. So yeah. dropping your, like, I, that's another thing I try to preach when folks come out to t- uh, our courses is retain your magazines. Because if you throw it on the ground in a fight, that it's gone. You, yeah, you may just have one less magazine now. You're not going to go hit up the supply sergeant and be like, hey, I, I dropped a mag out there. I need to replace it. No, I'm asking you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tobin. Um, when you guys worked in a unit like that, and say you got under contact, and you wanted to address where the fire was coming from, and then start to move to do suppressive fire, would everyone act the whole unit act as one and suppress that as people moved, or would you have a certain gun that was used like a full auto machine gun? That was used primarily for suppressive for cover. So like, every every fire team, a fire team is four guys. So your 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 smallest element that you operate in is a squad, which is nine nine people. You have okay. two four person fire teams and a squad leader. Okay. So the react to contact drill for I think any infantry unit is immediately that lead fire team hits then typically we patrol in a V formation yeah. so that everybody can fire forward. Yeah, wedge. A V yeah, formation. Yep. Okay. Wedge. That makes and so the react to contact drill is everybody's getting down and that lead fire team, everybody's opening fire to the front at like a, um, 
rapid rate of fire. And is that very that, that's point? That's to establish, the book answer is to establish a base of fire and try to attain, the entire American doctrine is based on fire superiority, yeah. whether it's at the infantry, like micro level, or at a macro level where you're bringing in air support. And is the very front of the wedge the first four team? team the lead. first team is the first four guys, and then behind them in the wedge is the other yeah, team it, of it's, four? it's wedges following each other. So, okay. yeah, four-man wedges following okay. each other. Okay, okay, okay. Hmm. Huh, interesting. I know nothing about tactics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is interesting yeah. to hear. Um, so, okay, and then in every four-man fire team, you'll have one uh, M249 saw and one 203 grenade uh grenadier so that that's so whatever team makes contact then the team leader is going to be relying heavily on that 249 belt fed okay and the grenadier is like a mini mortar right if you for oh okay close ranges okay you can can drop so you can give them explosions and bullets basically basically indirect fire okay okay oh interesting that that um god dang it what was the question repeat the question uh, I was asking if when you're like, say you get pinned down and you see there's cover to the side, if there's a designated gun oh, that t- uses the suppressive belt head, the belt fire. So, so the, that the would two, four, be nine saw in every fire team. That's going to be your, that's your like, again, micro scale suppressive. So, weapon. so then once everyone moves and he's the last man, then everyone else fires as he moves to cover. Well, so, and again, in contact, only one. Out of out of four people, only one is up running at a time. So mm-hmm. you'll have three shooting. So everyone does plus him. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And and your rate of fire toward the enemy is largely dependent on their rate of fire back at back. you. Okay. So if they're if nobody's shooting back at you, then you're just kind of in, in a <laughs> Spotting. watch. Yeah. Overwatch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Huh. That's why I didn't do well paintballing. <laughs> 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 that explains so much. Well, huh. Yeah, so back back to security. So you got your guns, you got your gear. You, you're we're running uh, similar calibers. We're running similar guns because it makes sense, and that's why within a group, I, I switched to nine millimeter because all you guys have nine millimeter. Yeah, he Tobin had a yeah. Well, time to switch. <laughs> left handed guy. Over. Yeah, yeah, back, back in the early two thousands, forty was all the cool kids were carrying forty. Yeah. What the FBI had? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Delta yeah. too. So yeah. it's like, good enough for them. <laughs> good, good enough, enough for, for me. me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the fact of the matter is, most of the country is carrying nine millimeter. Yeah. Right. So, um, and it's a NATO round. So you have nine millimeter. So it's legal. Five, five, six, and seven, six, two are all NATO rounds. So that's another good uh, thought as you're. Picking out, your, and actually, I'm going to get on my soapbox here for a second because a lot of people, will, again, with the training Northwest stuff, will come to me and they're like, "Oh, hey, man, I've I've got this Smith and Wesson 10 millimeter, and uh, this Colt revolver 357, and another uh, Sig 9 millimeter, and it's like, got my 30 30, my yeah, so 45 70. If, if you're a collector and a hobbyist, it's cool, but if you're thinking of this from a just purely practical standpoint, you should have just I only have two calibers or three. I have nine millimeter, five five six, and seven six two. So all all are widely available. All have common parts. All my friends use the same calibers. So there's there's a lot of intermixability. Is that a, that's a real word, right? Intermixability. It is to me. Yeah, today right. um, there might be a hyphen in there. But anyway, so we, we yeah. all we all have compatibility and commonality of equipment, yeah. and it's what like we all have just the cheap Baofeng radios. Mm-hmm. So we have the same radio battery. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, and it's not just out. it's not just firearms, it's literally everything. Like if everybody in your friend group has diesel or a diesel vehicle, good. Yeah. Or if everybody has a gas vehicle, good. All your generators, do they run on propane or do they run on gas? Yeah. Are they all this you know what I mean? Does everybody have the same does everybody have the same requirements because it makes it much easier to uh provision the group. Yeah. A hundred percent. And so like that that ends up being but I don't want to change your caliber selection there, but <laughs> 22, 9 millimeter, <laughs> you know, uh, 556, 223, because either one we're going to run, but 556 preferably, uh, 308 or 762, right? So the, those are the those are the big ones. And, we, and 30 we out can 6 do, is another one that's like millions of rounds in existence. Yes. So 30 out 6, uh, 270, uh, 65 Creedmoor now. Um, though those rounds for hunting and for obviously you can do more than hunt with them, but yeah. that's, that's the thought process, right? So that's why they're so prevalent in the U S. Um, but you know, as far as just like getting down tactical rounds, it's that nine millimeter, the five, five, six and the seven, six, two. Yeah. So there. So, but those five rounds are the most common in existence in the U S. Yeah. I would be willing to bet. I don't know. I, I'm not yeah, 100%. Maybe 45, I would say, too. I would but say, 45. yeah, 45. And then um, that I don't know that 270 is, but 30 out 6, 270. Either that old school hunting. Old Ernest dead Hemingway dead. wrote yeah. a full book about 270 and killing deer. It's Did he really? Yeah. What's it called? Two seventies yeah. killed deer. Which one is about? Yeah, there's <laughs> a Hemingway book called My Two Seventy. I'll, I'll tell you what though. That's the perfect round for a uh, antelope. Yeah, uh-huh. 135 grain, 270. Is that, yeah. what, is that the rifle you brought yeah. deer hunting last year? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm a big fan of 270. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Uh, elk, it's a little small, but I hunt elk with a, it's a fast 550 bullet. grain uh, arrow. Holy. So, oh. okay. <laughs> not that it's ever <laughs> oh. been inside of one, yeah. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> I like to think. So excited for elk hunting. You guys don't and turkey know. hunting. So, he just, Mike just got back from turkey hunting. Um, Couldn't find a turkey that I took a shot. I shot at 60 yards with a shotgun. Yeah. You should have had a slug in there. Dude, I, yeah, right? <laughs> I, I, I hit him. I saw him flap. Everything well, happened. That's, now that I on. just couldn't find him. It's been a long time. Even went back. Couldn't find him. <sighs> Tracking turkey, you never think about that. No. You just got you to follow that shot at a dead sprint. Oh, I did. I did three shots and then chased him. <laughs> My buddy saw me running down from the ridge. He's like, "I didn't know people can move that fast." Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, that's another. Uh, that's another round. That's you know worth having. Oh, twelve shotgun. Gauge. 12 gauge. Yeah. Oh, twelve gauge, right? So and shotguns versatile. You can do slug. Yes. You can do buckshot. You yeah. can the do most versatile shot. round there is is a shotgun. Yeah. You know, you got all that. Yeah. The Sabbath rounds. Um, but, okay, let's get try and focus back in. Hang on. I, yeah, I feel like we're getting deterred. So, like, we're on, like, that week. So, what's the plan? Like, I, I said, I'm, like, I got my water. I got, I'm trying to get back home. I'm trying. I'm going to have a big barbecue, chiladas, Gel- eating some tacos. Oh. I'm going to bust out one of Tobin's taco bins, and I'm cooking my food. I'm going to get fattened up, and I'm going to figure out kind of what's going on. Right, and so I want to meet up with my friends, my crew, my plan, or my group to see what the plan is. And then, so if the plan is just shit, like say it is the apocalypse, apocalypse, and we're stranded here, do we just stay here? Is that what our plan is? Well, I mean, I think I think you get to the point where 
everybody has family outside of a group. Yeah. And you want to make sure that family's good. Yeah. And then it's then it's it turned into a vetting situation yeah. of what yeah, what right. do we have to give versus what can we um how how much liability can we handle in yeah. this group? Yeah. Because you get you get down to the the amount of people that like, you know, say we all we all have a, a group and we're all together. And then it's like, oh well, you know, my cousin's brother, yeah. sister, uncle's barber, he's out. He's fucking out. Like there's no way we can take on this much liability. Like what do they have to contribute? Um, whether it be skills or supplies or whatever, right? Yeah. That's gonna be useful because there is a certain amount of that that needs that we need. You want doctors, yeah. you want you Dude, know uh, that me and Tobin yeah. were talking about this yesterday. Uh if if your dental work isn't done right now, go get it done. Don't put off getting that cavity filled because nobody yeah. wants to be in yeah. the apocalypse and have a fucking toothache. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to have an yeah. abscess and tooth. Then you got to get out Jordan's Nipex pliers and Yeah, and y- yeah, you're going to have to or an ice skate, you know, whatever. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, with Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah was that? Castaway. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, you know what we well, do then. what we have to do, right? <laughs> but the the fact of the matter is like if you're not taking care of your your primary weapon, your primary your body, if you're not taking care of your teeth, you're not taking care of your fucking mind, you're not taking care of your yeah. your at-home shit having your supplies ready, yeah. you're going to be kind of fucking useless to people. And if yeah. you don't have any kind of skill set... Sorry, bro. Yeah, if uh-huh. you, yeah, and that's really what it is. So if you don't have a skill set, then guess what? That hot chick, the Instagram model, like, what do I give two shits? Yeah. You know... Like, if you're going to be nothing but a liability, like, I, I'm going to have fun with you for a fucking two weeks and then be like, yo... Three weeks. What do we... Three, three weeks three, or three, whatever. Four, three. Like, I mean, and this is like, Maybe obviously, six, if... Seven. Yeah, yeah. If five. We can pass Nine. her around... Passing, I mean, you know, a couple of years, whatever. Really. The, they don't last that long. <laughs> uh, the, the the village the village bike can only be ridden so much. You know what I mean? Um, it's got a it's got a lease on it. <laughs> yeah, and it's you yeah. know what's funny? You're talking about that tooth thing, and it's like uh, I fucked up my knee and blew my ACL out in 2018. When I did it, I didn't really know it happened. It took like a full year to figure out it was the ACL. Doctor thought it was something else, and and then it just it it was connected a little, and then it finally went out. And something told me it was like, man, you need to get this done, done. And I went to the doctors once we figured it out, and they're like, just do PT. You can have a long, successful life with no, you know. And then I got it done, and immediately after I got it done, twenty twenty happened. And it was just like such a thought experiment. Well, and then I blew my knee out again in 2020, and that's another story. But, like, it was such a thought experiment. Like, dude, if the apocalypse happened and I'm just limping, what are my chances? Yeah. That's why they say in, like, primitive man, average life expectancy was like 29 years. Yeah, something like that. It wasn't wasn't because they weren't eating organic. And yeah, it, it was like I broke a tooth off and had to put a crown on. But for the week where I didn't have it, it was like, oh, this is kind of an eye opener for getting older. That like, yeah, I, I now have to be I have to be careful chewing. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? <laughs> well, are, you, I, are you fucking kidding me? But also, I used, like, <laughs> I used to fast rope out of helicopters yeah, on the roofs yeah. with explosives. Yeah. I have to be careful chewing. Yeah. Get the fuck out. 
Yeah, I woke up with a sprained ankle one time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is this life is getting rough. My but. friend Tobin can't have liquids past six p.m. It's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't if I wear a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. It, it's uh, oh man. But that 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 thought is like, there's a lot of tough guys out there that are like, you know, these like I don't need to go do this. I'm going to tough through like mm-hmm. these issues. I'm not going to go to the doctor. My heart's doing some weird shit. Like I don't need to go to the doctor. Like you vaccine, know, all that, and you just say, hey, go to the doctor. Go get checked out. Make sure your body's good to go. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't take a road trip without like checking your checking oil, your, checking your, your air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making sure everything's good to go. Like do those things, and that's yeah, your that's body. A solid so point. so you have to like. Put the Cheetos down. Yeah, well, you have to put the Cheetos down and stay grab on a, it. Grab a right? red beer. Yeah, get, get out there and figure it out, right? Um, well, that's but, where the tactical belt does come into play. Like, mm-hmm. as much as being healthy and is in like in shape is key, if the world's really in and having 15 pounds of excess doesn't hurt you when you're going to start starving, starving and losing weight. Dude, I told you, dude, that, that tactical <laughs> tummy is no joke, dude. Everybody laughs at me, but when this shit hits the fan and yeah. I'm the last one voted off the island because I, I got I a little... I think I should start a deal where if you're under the age of 30, I'll give you an ex-umbrace belt. But the deal is you have to still fit it when you're 38 or you have to pay me five uh. times the cost. <laughs> <laughs> if you still fit you're it gonna at age be 38, rich. it's yours for free. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be rich, man. Yeah. At 34, and right now I'm a 36. So I'm lost. Uh-oh. Yeah. You're a 36? I'm a 36. If I suck down, I'm 34. But if I, uh, depending on what, what gun I have in my waist. That adds. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, okay, so we got that. We got that all. I, trying to stay on topic here is tough tonight. Yeah. Um, Sorry. But, um, so we have, we have the security. We have that we what is the reaching out to your friends how do how how do you reach out i ride a four-wheeler to you guys i already told you or are you going door to door like are you going door to door i come to the gym i i take a four-wheeler or my horse theoretically with theoretically yeah Don't come to Electric North Jiu-Jitsu. So, whoa, 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 whoa. We have too many listeners. Just, we have too many say, listeners. But the reality is, if you haven't been vetted and you just show up, you might get clapped. Yeah, it's not going to be good. Yeah. Bring, no, no, no. Bring your supplies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Bring everything you got. Uh, and your Instagram friends, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Save those girls. Save those girls. Um, <laughs> hey, we heard the gluten-free tacos live out here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we just got done reading a book, uh, uh, War on the Run, and you know, scalping people sounds. Dude, I know why Tobin likes that. Yeah, you could get. It's it's what uh, I hadn't read it in ten years. Yeah. What an, I'm uh, 150 pages in. It's yeah. so good. It's Dude, so good. why I understand why you like that Grand's Forsbrook hatchet. Yeah. The amount of scalping that happens oh, in that book. fighting that happens yeah. with hatchets. Yeah. yeah. So, so Tobin's got a hatchet that's a Grand Forsbrook's, but it is the perfect medium between a hatchet and a... Uh, and um, I've, I've chopped uh, firewood out of like 10-inch trees with that thing, and it goes, it, it melts through them. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, so to, to get through a 10-inch tree with this little tiny hand hatchet, is uh, it, I can't believe how fast it, or, and how easily it just cuts through it. Yeah. 
Do you it's, remember? It's crazy. Remember when you go to old Mariners games and you get those mini baseball bats? bats? Yeah. I feel like it's one of those just with a blade on yeah. it. Yeah. It's just like this little club to kill. Yeah, That's, but yeah. it's the perfect mix between like a, a tomahawk and a hatchet. Yes. Yeah. Right. Oh, so like that's like it's yeah, it's literally my prized possession. Yeah, it's it, that is awesome. It is awesome. And I uh, yesterday we took my axes out. I have a boy's axe from uh, mm. Husqvarna. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I'll show you. They're in the truck. They're in the truck. Oh, uh, well, yeah. yeah. No, they're they're tied up. Um, but uh, I have <laughs> licking his lips again. This guy. I'm I'm so sick of this shit. <laughs> the, the way he looks at me from across the table is uh, uh, it's too much. So, uh, but yeah, the <laughs> the uh, the axe head went loose. So I started thinking about that today. I was like, well, what what other supplies do you need, right? So if we got to the point where it was yeah, like... Extra axe heads? Well, extra, I don't necessarily Splitting know the axe heads, but the yeah, wedges, the, wedges. Yeah. The, the the wood. like yeah. So handles. if my handle, yeah, my handle, if it's going tits up... But you're like, a fucking woodsman. You should be able to carve a new handle. Yeah, but like with what wood... <laughs> Right, like I mean, <laughs> we live in the no, Pacific North. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is about like to hit you hard, with that hard, hardwoods. <laughs> like, like what having a good hardwood because the the way to properly do it right is to have cured wood. Yeah, that's a hardwood. Yeah, we don't necessarily we live don't in a fucking hardwood, hardwood yeah. forest here. So having having some fucking uh, hickory on hand yeah, wouldn't sure. be a bad idea to keep you know a little bit of this or a little bit of that or just have extra fucking handles so you're not worrying about carving out with the fucking, you know, yeah. wheels or spoke fucking whatever carver you're using and doing all this shit. It'd be cool to have that, but that's, I'm not a woodworker. So, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, perfect point because everybody thinks prepping. They think guns and ammo and four-wheel drive trucks. What gets forgotten is all of the, like, okay, that's good security, right? But then... If you want to have tools or... I want tradesmen. Yeah, I want ex- plumbers. Exactly. So you yeah. also need, fucking... you need all these handy skills. You need uh, So our friend Brett, who works with us, like he's an incredible woodworker. So that that's... he's And he's the type of guy that could make you an axe handle. Yeah. Right? If you brought him a He's going to build wood. you a fucking throne. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I have another friend, Sean, who's... He's an iron worker by trade, so he knows all that. And then every house remodel he does to his own home is like something out of Home and Garden TV. And we're always like, dude, you're like your porch is nicer than my living room. Yeah. But he's just good. And then he wanted a camper trailer, but he didn't like anything that was on the market. So he bought a flatbed and then built a built camper on it out of like aluminum. You know what I mean? Like cut the aluminum and welded it. You know what else that yeah, shows? So like, but hang up, a, a dude like that is far more valuable than yeah. someone who knows how to aim an AR-15. Yeah. So really what people should be thinking about is what do you bring? Like, let's think, think a little more macro, like a city of 3000 people. Let, let's say you manage to establish a colony of 3000 people. What do you bring to that new civilization? Yeah. And again, like I'm an electrician. I know that if you spin a magnet inside a coil of wires, you can create. Oh, whoa, whoa, don't give up. Oh, yeah, don't get off the secret. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I know how to build the circuits and the systems and how to size, you know what I mean? Like yeah. how to size the power requirements, blah, 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 to where I could bring electricity to to that. So that yeah. that's my that's more than shooting the AR-15. And I also bring security because what do you have if you don't have security? But I think folks should focus more on 
um, like what they would bring to a new society. Yeah. Having having a trade skill or a, a craft skill that's, yeah. you know, Or being legitimate. a gardener or, a, yeah, a yeah. chiropractor, a medic. Yeah, a, that dentist, you know. Den- yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. All, all those things matter. You know, it's weird. I've never realized this. But we're talking about, like, uh, the world kind of falling apart. Or, like, so much of the talk, to is, like, society's fucked in the city, and this is what fucks us over, and I hate this about modern yeah. society. What about the opportunity to restart? Yeah, but, like... How great all, is we're all, all talk- the difference? Yeah, but we're all talking about, like, the world ending and restarting, and everything we're talking about is taking modern society into it. Like, if the yeah. world ends... What would you do? And all of these things are like, I would want tradespeople, plumbers, things of new society. Tangible. No one. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, is like what we're talking about. But is it's parts people of People who, who have tried and made their life something where they're working hard to gain skills, knowledge, and and power. And we're talking those people are the people yeah. we want. It's not the guy who's just like I'm going to fucking float by Dude, did and you not know learn that you anything. sign up for state assistance, you can just play Xbox all day. Yeah. So like the those guys like cuz there's plenty of people like that. Those aren't the people we're talking about. Those are the yeah. people that are like, "Hey, sorry, those keep, people keep, will die off." Yeah, keep pushing. Yeah. Keep yeah. pushing because we need we need the people who have fucking grinded out and had a skill or ha- gave something to society already, the givers. The people no. who produce, those are the people we want. And those people who produce tangible things. No. Right? And it, it it is one thing to be able to Google and look on fucking uh, YouTube and learn how to do something. No. Versus the people who know how to do that inherently, or not even inherently, but they've learned that, and that is a learned skill that they operate no. day in and day out. So they have an ability that they can provide, and it's not like... Cause Guess what? Internet shut down. You know how many dumb motherfuckers are out there now? Yeah. That have no... They, the way society has gone is so reliant on technology to be able to get anything done that now when that's gone, people are... There's going to be no yeah. skills. How do you learn anything if YouTube yeah. is offline? Yeah. So you get, you get to have those people are going to come out of the woodwork and they're going to rise to the top because they're going to have abilities to make things happen. Yeah. You know, and what you were saying about your buddy who like had all the, like his porch was immaculate and all that stuff. Like that also shows like a sense of not just capabilities as far as like a technical standpoint, but he also can like high standards, organize things. Yeah. He is, he is put together. He's squared away because getting things done, like it's one thing to be able to do all this stuff. Yeah. But then also, like, and I struggle with this constantly, right? Well, I mean, he's seen my house. These guys have seen my house. It's a fucking shit show. And it's not because I can't do it. What it comes down to is I am so unorganized when it comes to certain things. And I have so many different projects that I want to do. So having somebody who can go, hey, this, 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 and this. Like, I, I know that I need somebody to help put me in line to get things done. And it's just a little bit of help, and I can I can do amazing things. But when society is building itself back up, not everybody's going to be the mayor. And I know that it's not going to fucking be me. But I can get as much work done or more than most because I know that. And I know where I, I am a couple tiers down from the top and being able to fucking get things done and being willing to do that and knowing that 
there there's a certain role that people play in society yep. and you need to once this village starts happening if you're not if you're going to try and bicker and figure out what is what and like you know cuz that's another part of it people people don't know how to get along to you know get along to get along or whatever the hell yeah, they say get along to get along um but that's that's the fact that matter so with all this new things because there's going to be people that we end up running into that like are going to get brought in and it's like okay well fuck that guy you know da, 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 and then there's like little bickerings that doesn't happen you can't you can't have that and you got to be able to squash that kind of stuff so like a social a level of social skills as well is going to make a fucking difference when it comes to this point because if you're just a piece of shit nobody wants you around you're going to yeah. get cast out. Yeah, those people, there will be, in a true post-apocalyptic world, if we had to go back to subsistence living, there would be, like, probably an 80% population die-off. Oh, In, in the first year. Because, I mean, again, Within the first six months. Go back to the end of the supply chain in the city. Medication is no longer a thing. Medi- yeah, medication and sanitation. So, again, uh, like, think if you live in downtown Seattle, in a th- you have a condo in a 30-story high-rise, and the toilets don't flush. What's your plan? Get out of the city. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. Uh, when when all this, in the very beginning, I said this. But would they have that everybody, thought? Every, everybody. Would, would nobody if, wants to if be. If your entire life. The people in Seattle don't want to be in Seattle. But if your entire life, the corner store, you know, three blocks away, and you live, like, let's say you grew up in a flat with your parents downtown. And that's how you know life. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, I guess. You, I like, hang on. This is, this is actually... Okay, so every good thing comes in a trifecta. We did our beginning, we did our middle, let's do our end. Let's take right. one more break. And this is, I think this is a very, very good thought process in this, right? I'm all mind ideas. But like, so we did getting home, and then that first week. Let's talk about what we think the world would look like if this was the apocalypse six months after. Everyone wants to plan for like, you know, I'm going to get home, I'm going to survive, but... If this is the rest of your life, what do you think it's going to be? What do you think society, people, living, structure? I think to think of what the final days really would be is a good thought experiment. Mm -hmm. I'd say let's do that. Go and pee. All right, we're back from peeing. (laughs) What was that, Jordan? I don't so as we left off i said let's do a little mental exercise so we've gone through the apocalypse folks it's been a trying time we remember those first 24 to 48 hours where we left our car yeah six of you who are still (laughs) listening to the podcast (laughs) this is is a long one yeah but they all should be two hours listen if our podcast is too long go find a new podcast or You've never made it this far, and you're never going to hear it. So let it be. We are who we are, and we think this is a good time. So in continuing with that good time, we've gone through the first 24 to 48 hours. Uh, We went through a little bit of the first week trying to figure out we'll meet up with our group, which just turned into comparing bullet sizes, and Courtney's not here, so it was probably all babble. And now (laughs) I want to go on to the very final prospect of let's really think – if the world fell apart, what is six 
months. I think as we left, you were starting to talk about maybe losing medication. And so, like, think about it. The people that have conditions, heart conditions, the people that have diabetes, now you can't have diabetes medicine. We were talking about being the best way you can prepare yourself is having a strong body if you have that toothache. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Benjamin Franklin, I believe. I not sure who said it, but yeah. it's true, man. Like, Mike Kozak, I think, right? Yeah, yeah Mike Kozak yeah. said that. Ma- Mike Zedong, maybe? Ma- no. Mike Zedong. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, but take care of your body because yeah. literally the strength you build in your 20s and your 30s is what gets you through middle age. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's tough to I can't imagine trying to start at 40. But if, don't let that discourage you. You would, you, everybody should be. I can't believe that COVID wasn't an awakening for people to take an assessment of themselves. How about this? I don't care what age you are. How about I just can't believe you haven't started? I don't care what age you are. If you haven't started, can't believe you haven't started. Start today. Start today. Today is the best day to start. So we've got, um, let's say, six months in, right? No power. It's getting tough. So, no. Six months in, no power. Hope is non-existent. <laughs> yeah, right. Right? Like, I think... Yeah, I think you're, you're back to hunter-gatherer living at that point. I had at, to burn my playboys to create slot, a farm. Yeah. At six hunter, months yeah. in. Yeah, there's nothing left. We have, I burnt those after I burnt my cash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Miss you know, I had a funeral uh, for each one of them. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to Inglemore High School, and we had a playmate at Inglemore High School. What? That uh, yeah, and I remember when in the little profile, she had a uh, Leatherman jacket from, you know, Inglemore High School. Nice. You know where I That's, saw? That was the best moment of your guys' life. You know when I saw it? Uh, mm. One of the teachers showed me. Oh Jesus! Yeah, Chrissy. Uh, Chrissy Teigen went to my high school. Chrissy Teigen. I don't know who that is. She's married to John Legend. I don't really like him. I don't her, know and I think he's kind of <laughs> a loser, <laughs> so I don't care about either of them. Okay. Uh, uh, anyway, but, sorry. Yeah. I derailed the conversation yeah. yet again. Um, what are, six months in. Six months. Chrissy Teigen's dead, and so is Miss <laughs> yeah. June. Yeah, so... Um, so is 80% of the yeah. U.S. population. Yeah, so, yeah. I, 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 think, we're, I think we're past 80%. Honestly, I think, think I think I think we're ninety. I think okay. San Thanos is fucking, and he did it twice on accident. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're almost all gone. All right. um, so I at that point, I think you're gonna see uh, an ability to hunt because what animals are left are gonna be you know decimated kids though, because well, they're be gonna a... be decimated, but they're the ones that are left are going to start repopulating. Yeah. Right. We're in the next season. They're breeding. They're doing all their stuff. Like people need to. And I think at that point you're going to have tribes. You're going to have groups, and I think they're going to be spread out. I think you'll have like you know a few per county, one per town. You know, one in Lake Stevens, the one in Snohomish. Independent Republic like, of Granite Falls. Yeah, yeah. I think I think and I think it's going to get real. Um, at that point, it's like the group that is left. They'll probably be taking stock of what they have and going, well, what do we need and where do we go get it? 
and that that puts you into a the raiding party. Puts you into Viking territory it where does. you're sending out raiding parties to Nomadic go find the tribes. provisions. Yeah, the, yeah, the, and you, your sparse land doesn't provide for the the collapse of society. Would I would imagine there would be a collapse of the um, you know just our value system, like the Judeo Christian value system that we currently live under in this country would fucking cease and desist. Oh, and it, so it would be It would be like, gone in the first three days. I mean, look well, at Katrina. Oh, yeah, uh, look well, at without, without question. But I'm saying, like, at that point, that would now be the norm, and it's not coming back. So you would have to operate <laughs> in that manner, right? Would it come so, back? Because it, 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 it has to have risen out of back, tribal it come back, tendencies. It would or tribal come back in behaviors. your tribe yeah. first. But you would because reinvent you, it. it. You'd be reinventing you, the wheel. You would re- be reinventing the wheel, but you would have your tribe, and you would all act in accordance For under the survival your, of your laws in yeah. that tribe. And they probably wouldn't be far different in another one because I just I've never been in a world where that isn't um, how every society. Yeah, you know, it's, acts. it all it all goes back to survival of the group. So once that survival of the group, it'd be like, okay, well, what is what is the um, you know Kenmore tribe? versus the Lake Stevens tribe or the, you know, whatever, what is their difference in value? Are they a little bit more cutthroat because they need a little bit more resources so they're willing to, like, lie and cheat their way into talking to you? Or do they have a strong moral code like the fucking Everett tribe? And now we can go over there. That makes you wonder if when... uh, Everett tribe is not the strong moral (laughs) (laughs) fucking tribe, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 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 But it makes you think, like, uh, when they describe the the Native American tribes, they'll call some of them, like, warlike. That probably means they have fewer resources on their land, and so they're more likely to go... It's not necessarily that they're, like... They're their men are more dickish than mm. than, than another tribes. It's, yeah, it's that they lack the natural resources, yeah. and so they they go out raiding. Yeah, I have to push back on they, this. They're so gonna come hard. back with some wampum, oh, and they're gonna trade wampum seashells. Right? Yeah. Isn't that wampum? Yeah. Uh, I gotta push back so hard. I I you think. See. Yeah, you would. Yeah, right. I think that uh, when you said you think there'll be twenty percent left, I think you, I think there'll be less than that. There could be less. I think there might be a little bit more, but I think you're like in the ballpark of that figure. Like give or not- take fifty percent. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but uh, I think people will be divided into three different groups, okay. and I think it'll be one: the strong warrior survivors, producers, figuring it out, the alphas, right? The second is the rats. The fucking people that scrounge and scavenge and figure out a way to survive in small bands. The third is going to be the marauders, the stealers, that you have things there, and I'm going to take it from you. It's group number two that makes it long term. Yeah, and that's what we are. When the di- when the asteroid hit and it killed the dinosaurs, the yeah. thing that it's crawled in the crevices and the yeah. holes were like the little rats. And monkeys and people came from that. We're rats, right? Yeah. We're survivors. Yeah. But I think you'll be divided into three different factions, and that's what it will be, is fighting small groups, marauder groups, and then you will have large leader groups. But, but, but how big... That's that's more or less what I'm trying to say. I don't think when I say like there's gonna be a a tribe here and there per county, how many counties do we have in the Washington? I don't know. 
but I'd say there's maybe two, three for every county. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think it's going to be big groups. I think there's going to be a massive die-off in people. And I think the people that make it through, I mean, imagine like the people that, if you cut medication and food down today, how many people would die? Yeah. A shit ton. Yeah. Right? So then then you push it a little bit further and now you go, okay, I, how, how, I many, say, how many I died on, in on the weeks. I-5 because they yeah. chose to go on I-5 <laughs> on the way home? How many people got waxed there? Not you know what that. I mean? Like, I'm getting a bike and sticking to Burt Gilman. <laughs> you know, yeah. how many how many of those guys are getting wiped out? So yeah. once you pass all that and, and the people that could have survived and didn't because they didn't know how to act within their group, yeah. right? Or they had too much cool Sitka stuff. Like, how many of those guys died? <laughs> Killed him uh, for his reindeer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I think once you get down to it, it'll be like those tribes kind of find themselves. And I don't think they're going to be good, big. But then, like I said, the, the moral compass of Everett is going to lead those people to have a huge group. But then there will be like, say, us, and we're not going to be as big, but we're going to find our own little spot. Yeah. Right? And bouncing back and forth. But it's not until the value system gets pushed through that entirety that are you going to be able to find peace and like all of a sudden civilization will start rising again because that group will get bigger and bigger and bigger and they'll start having kids and then they'll start you know doing what they have to do until they get so you mean you need to have a group of people to survive that are all on like a same plane like a same idea system yes like and then and then once we king jordan go when, once we go well, that, and like that's what religion is, is it, yeah. it's, like, a, it's that, like a code for a society to live by yeah. so that everybody's on the same page. Yeah. So what 100%. is your, so what is, so then, yeah. So I mean, that's a great that, point is like, so is it like a religious base? Like we have a higher purpose that we can fulfill in, in these trying times we need to be better or is it about us? We are the people and we are the group and we have to, you know what I mean? It it is impossible to tell what the moral or the morality of these people will be, right? Because they're just going to come from the hardest and the hard, and then it it won't be until like things start settling down, and people do settle in to like this is life now. How do we want to act within this life? Yeah, and there's not going to be people that are building chips and like making computers to pump out fucking whatever amount of fucking food or, you know, just potato chips. They're gone. Those motherfuckers are gone. All the things that put those things into that, that the potato chip company is gone. <laughs> the, 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 the people, the work, the machines that make it are gone. The machinery is gone. So we are so far back now where hopefully there will be fish swimming and birds chirping and, uh, you know, wildlife to hunt because that is where we're going to be. We're going to be back to seven. You don't think it'll get overhunt immediately? I if think it, ever, no, no, it, then, will, it yeah, will. Yeah. It will. It'll get overhunted. That's what I'm saying. It will immediately. Yeah. But you are also hoping that there's going to be with that die off in the first year. Immediately following that, there will be a large die off. Yeah. Well, well true. Pe- Even pestilence and disease will kill people in with high the, within population a year, areas. Within yeah. a year, we'll about be down to ten percent of the population. Period. If yeah. we lost power today and yes. it didn't come back online for a year, I, we would I, be down I to ten percent. One population. out of every ten people. Yes. 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 I don't. Uh, be, yes. Just because I would of, say twenty five percent is think even about how super Seattle low. controls the election of the entire state because of their population. 
So that population, yeah. so you have Seattle, you have basically from Everett to Fort Lewis, or actually, actually to Olympia, almost everybody's going to go just through disease. Yeah, but I mean, that's, even 25% is so low. If we had a guest, that means all three of us are dead. Yeah. And that guest is here. 10% yeah. is less than that. Yeah. That's so beyond. If it's ten percent, then everyone's fucked. It doesn't yeah. matter what your plan is. What, what do you that's, do that's in a no, down, like, Think about the downtown corridor. What do you do with all those people that live? We there? are talking about. We are and, talking and about the, the amount of even die the suburbs. Once once think people start. Many, not, <laughs> yeah, sorry, we're talking over each other. I'm more important. I feel like I'm getting grilled here. I feel like did <laughs> I just get arrested? <laughs> you guys should have a bright light grilling me, and I'm sweating. <laughs> yeah. Give me a cigarette. Listen up, meow. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, go ahead, Tobin. <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. I'm just Once. talking about population, <laughs> gentlemen. This is sit down and shut up. I'm gonna fucking kill him. No. I'm just saying, 25 percent is uh, like Huge to cut. be left. That's is that's seventy five percent of the population yeah. is gone. Beyond Fif- over fifty percent of that wow. also are going to die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Walmart. You're slashing prices. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, there, there's not enough. There is not enough food to go around, right? So all of a sudden, those those chip factories are not producing anything. the The food that is left will get fucking devoured. The people that can get oh, by yeah. after that, and they go, guess what? Animals are fucking gone. But you're going to be eating grass trimmings for a year before you fucking see another fucking goat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Or like a deer. But okay, whatever. so that's what I mean though. So what part, okay, so say rural people have a better chance at survival because crops, because resources, grain silos, holding yeah. everything, you have and, all the and cars. And an attitude of self-reliance. Right, so we're already there. So what percent of the population lives in the city compared to lives in the country? It's like I think you 70, have to- so right, right there. That's where yeah. I'm drawing my stats. So then you have 30% being rural, right? So at least there, give it that, that it would be at least 30% that's some of, them, some of them are gonna reliant die. on prescription medications. Right. So then even and 25. Just, the elderly are just not going to make it. You 10, know what I mean? Like 10%. If you're 70 though. and this all goes down, chances are you're Oh, you're done. Gonna, if yeah. you're it sucks, 55. Okay. Yeah, exactly. We have, we have roughly. <laughs> I'm 39 and I'm scared. <laughs> I think it's, I think last I looked was like 165,000 people that hunt in this state. That was like fucking eight or nine years ago I looked. So yeah. I would imagine we're at probably 250,000 people that hunt in this state. Yeah. The success rate for elk is less than 10%. But that's not two hundred and fifty thousand people. The, well, out. that's what I'm saying. So, the success rate will go down. Yeah. Well, the so herds, the herds so will which get which out, which right? means those people will die because they will survive. They will starve. Oh, I promise. I don't think we're gonna hunt them to extinction. Yeah, but where the elk are, there's no. I don't cities. think. I don't think people. There's no elk in a city. No shit. Right. Yeah. So, how many people live in the city until all the people die? How many people live in the city then? Then there's only yeah. There's a bunch of people in the city that's gonna die. Then there's a bunch of people in <laughs> no like that, dude. So your game through the apocalypse is to wait it out until 
elk and buffalo Make come back, back down. downtown. Yeah. That is your yeah. plan. You haven't seen I, I Am Legend. I, I got a lot of dehydrated <laughs> this potatoes. This is out of control. This no, 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 no. That's nuts. That's, 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 <laughs> this is nuts. That's, that's not my. No, this was a serious conversation. This is nuts. You're waiting for large game to be walking down that's Fifth not, and Cherry. Dude. Any day that's, now. That's not. Any day that's now. Not buffalo what I'm is gonna come down. <laughs> All right, you goddamn. Fucks. Street. Look, I'm, any day. You guys keep saying this. I'm going to take me and my moccasins and I'm leaving. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you fishing. I think if the apocalypse happened, you, if you have ocean access, especially ocean over everything else, I think ocean access is a great means of survival. Yes. I.e. coastal cities, you have clams, yeah. you have crabs, you have fish, you have all that shit. There's going to be way less pollution to deal with. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And you can actually poop in the ocean. <laughs> and it gets, God it goes it. away somewhere. The, the crabs eat it. We are not going crabbing together. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, look throughout. I mean, but that's a be Okay, so I like taking, thinking of things in past history and correlating them to present. But think about that. If you look at where a lot of civilizations really started to rise and thrive, it's on coastal cities, port yeah. cities, yeah. Yeah. because there's food sustainability yeah, in there. Yeah. So being in Lakes Western and rivers. Being in Western that Oregon here, <laughs> uh, where you'll find us, is nice because you have access to uh, oceans and stuff like that. You know, so it's like to think about if history or civilization was resetting itself, where you would want to be is where histories in the past had rose. Yeah, yeah. Well, Don't go chasing like, waterfalls. You know, <laughs> Jesus. nailed it. That, I mean, yes, hundred percent. That brings up a good point. Like, for you guys that have boats that are saltwater capable, if you had to live, like, a raider lifestyle and go, like, literally do it Viking style where you lived out on your boat. Mm -hmm. So you that's... Have, you have a high level of security just uh, by going a mile offshore. That's what that's I've said. Scary, that's scary. I've said... And you only come inshore to raid. I've, I've, like a, like I've a goddamn asked Viking. this. <laughs> I've asked this to people because that's one of my, like... Well, maybe, maybe we all just need to get saltwater boats. Maybe and we, we can need eye patches and yeah. parrots. <laughs> a fucking fleet. And then go take over an island. Yeah. In the San Juan. Oh, yeah, the San Juans. And just agree that goes, hey, you know what? We can't kill the last fucking deer. We can't kill the last few deer. Yeah. And that's, and that's like, honestly, like, I think that's kind of how some religious shit started. Like, in yeah. India, where they're like, hey, we can't, we're not going to kill the last cow. Cows. So now cows are sacred, and that's why we don't kill them. Yeah. Not because, hey, we need their milk. We need that to make cheese. We need that to make yeah. this. We need that to feed the next thing that's going to. So I think there's a lot of religious stuff that came from just like, oh, this is a religion, and they put some story behind it and make it sacred to just go, this is means of survival, and we yeah. need these things. So with that yeah. being if, said. If we kill the cow today, we eat for three days. If we don't kill it, we have milk for fifteen years. Yeah. yeah. So, so when you start going down the that that train of thought, it makes a lot of sense why there's a lot of like religious stuff wrapped around things that are around survival. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the yeah. newest one, or the newer religions, I will say, is like, hey, stockpile things. Is this Mormonism? Like Mormons? Yeah. yeah, I was just going to Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's one of the newest religions, right? Yeah. yeah. And they're not like, hey, there's... We see why they didn't want to eat pork. Because somebody didn't cook it 
to 160 fucking degrees, and they started dying. So they're like, hey, let's not eat pork because that's why somebody died because of it. So there's a safety hazard to eating this animal. So we don't eat that. But they didn't realize, hey, cook it to 160 degrees and you're good because we've been cooking these cows and these fucking deer at 110 degrees. Mm. They're still bloody and we can eat them. Well, that's like Jewish and pork and seafood. That's what I'm saying. Kosher, right? But but why is that a thing? Because somebody got sick, yeah, and said, "Fuck, we're not doing this anymore." And they were eating, they were eating lamb and fucking everything else at, like I said, a much lower temperature. So they're like eating, and all of a sudden, a fucking family dies off from eating pork, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, look at this thing that happened!" And now that story of like that family that died over there becomes like a legend. And then all of a sudden they're like, don't, we're not doing it. Fucking, you know, we're done eating pork altogether. We're done eating cow. Yeah. Why? Because we need it to survive or we don't need to eat it and it will kill us if we do. Yeah. I think you brought up a good point talking about like religion because every religion is honestly about survival and being bountiful and plentiful and mm-hmm. reproducing. Like every religion is really just a guide to fucking, right? Yeah. Cause they're like, <laughs> Hey, we want you to have a big family and be happy. But what does that mean? It means you got to put in the work and have some babies. Yeah. And I mean, even and in, this is how, what you need to do to make them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's weird to think like the oldest texts that we have are about survival and like, being bountiful whether it's in the things you acquire or the family or the things you produce yeah so you know as a unit it all religion every religion is about procreating and being happy and plentiful yeah and how how do you do this in a moral and ethical way that now we can all in this tribe agree upon Mm -hmm. and then once that once we in this little group say this is what's right, and then we meet another group over there, and they go, "Hey, we kind of we agree with your same thing." We go, "Okay, let's call this this," yeah. and now this thing is uh, a Christian. Okay, now let's take those values that we all agree with, and like if we go talk to these people, and if they agree with it, fuck, we'll be part of their group. Yeah. So they can, now we got a bigger group, and now we're just gonna, but we have our own separate little tribe. But we're, now we're a part of this whole like you know. Uh, a herring group we call yeah. it herring what we well, believe that's in. and then that group gets bigger and that group gets bigger and pretty soon now i can now i can walk between us and those guys over there in granite falls yeah and i know that because i'm part of that herring group i'm going to be okay because i know how to act yeah. i know what they're what is expected of me i know um what's right and what's wrong as far as our moral, morals go yeah and then i can move around and then once that starts happening you're going to start getting something that comes in yeah. and they call it government. Yeah. Right. And when that government is starts, we start all kind of going underneath that and it's like, Hey, well, well I can get along with my group, the herrings, but then like the bass over there, they believe some crazy shit. And I don't necessarily agree with that, but the government will make it to where we can kind of intermix with each other and we can all be together. And that's cool. That's fine. But when all of our, those morals start fading, that government's going to have to get bigger and bigger and bigger and, like, make sure everybody is keeping to their moral fucking compass. Well, I, I don't uh, even think it's the moral compass. It's, they've actually taken morality out of it to where you're so guided by regulation and fear of fine or lack of, or just not being, like, you don't know how to build the garden shed yourself. So because you can't get a permit, you can't hire someone to build it for you. And yeah. But that's I what, think, I, what I'm saying. That I think that's how government came to be. 
I think this whole thing, what we're getting into is like, okay, society collapses and how do we rebuild it? And mm. I think that's how religion came about. Yeah, re- I think religion there was- is absolutely like a codified set of rules by which a society can govern. And then you can trust. Like, and I, it's the reason you they're like, oh, they're good Christians. Okay, then now we can trust. They can come on into our community and they live by our set of values. Or if you're in the Middle East, oh, these these people are good Muslims. Okay, they can come into our community and we we all under, we immediately all understand the rules. Mm-hmm. So there's we don't have to kind of figure each yeah. other out. But now yeah. you got now you got this thing where like the the religious wars that have been going on forever and a day, right? And then you have governments that come in and they try and stifle that, and they're trying to say, whoa, 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 you guys can't fucking we're fighting over this land because we belong here. And go, I'm not sure they try to stifle it anymore. No, no, but that's what it was for, okay. right? So that's what like I think when we got to that point in society, it was like, or maybe fucking kings started popping up and like, I I don't I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. Maybe the kings and the, the tribes and the villages and all that shit, all kind of the same thing. I think kings and religion were together. It was a power structure. Well, didn't, like they the, were the each Catholic their own things, but they were planted the, the feudal system. They were this. Yeah. That was kings yeah. and religion. Yes, correct. Yeah. So, oh, and then yeah, here's well, blasphemer. If if you didn't agree with the king, you were a blasphemer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So they all. I mean, like stood. we're ta- talking. The, the, the kings really were just extensions of the catholic church remember that jesuit pedophile we were talking about <laughs> copernicus he went against the king and the church exactly that's but that's exactly yeah yeah and the two are interwoven in the past i think religion was the government i mean if you oh the, the catholic yeah. church is 100% it, a hundred percent yeah, yeah, yeah. but then but then once all that get, shit gets extab- uh, established for hundreds of thousands of years or hundred you know the beginning of the time till now yeah right and then all of a sudden government started becoming a thing so now we can take all these religions and we're trying to mix all of these i think belief when do you think when do you think government started what would you call I think, modern I think day government? government started so we only know back to the Sumerians, right? We assume Yeah, but the I mean modern I mean you had kings and I don't think that was a government. So gover- I, I, I don't think, think that was started before the younger Dryas. I think there's a lost civilization that we don't know. Yeah, about. but I can but I, I mean provable from Mars. Yeah, right. I, I mean let's so I'll the say Sumerians then I'll just the first put one you Yeah, can but it wasn't even real like a true democracy like you have to say like uh, it Greeks maybe it wasn't a democracy in, but it was a the Roman it was a Greek, I would it say was a civilization with a code of of code of ethics and rules. Yeah, but you can have like North Korea and it's like what okay, tell me have, about the government. It's like, well, it's not really a good one. Like what's yeah. a true good government? Oh, you said good government. Well, just I don't know. Maybe the Sumerians I'm, were happy. I think the first government yeah, was no. probably a pretty good government. I think. You, I think. Yeah, the you first get you time get skinned people, if you were the first government and you didn't do right by the people. No, you got. Skinned. Yeah, but you were also uh, the up first. Until two hundred years to, ago, we were tar and right, feathering talking governors. over each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah talking yeah, over yeah. each other. Yeah. So, the the first tribe that happened after the apocalypse and all the crazy shit happened. He's the voice of reason. <laughs> yeah, Fuck's this is the Jordan that, that, I love. I yeah. So the, once star. once that shit happened, there <laughs> there there was there was at that point you're going to start your own religion, right? You're going to start your own like belief system Something and like, believe, our man. our core our core value system or whatever. Yeah, and then you start to align with the other tribes, mm-hmm. and then that tribe gets bigger and that tribe gets bigger, and then pretty soon. 
that is now a fucking government. And that government is going to take off for a certain swath but, of land. So is there like a king of the tribes? Uh, yeah. Fuck yeah, there's going to be. Because like I said, but the then only it's way not to get a government. along is to no, 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 no. It's no. a monarch monarchy. Okay, so there's, well, there's going to be also people that are like, oh, let's fucking vote on shit. Maybe let's try that. But that's not going to come later. Okay. It's not going to be for a while. Dude, because that's, that's a philosophy. At, until you satisfy the base of Maslow's tri- or a pyramid, the food, water, shelter, safety, then you can't get into the upper, higher philosophies. So a post, what Jordan's saying is you're stuck in those base levels. In the, you know, for, until for everybody's decades. fucking dialed and we can start going, hey, you know what? It'd be nice as the fucking blacksmith in here to get a little bit of fucking dental work when I need it. Yeah. You know? And then all of a sudden, that, like that's upper pyramid. Yeah. Type, the, once, uh, once yeah. all that shit starts happening, then you're gonna get to the, that level. But like, I think for the beginning, it's gonna be these tribes, and these tribes are gonna start doing their thing. And then once, but you, as soon as you have two tribes t- come together, you're gonna have to have someone rise. Someone's gonna someone, have to someone say, will, "Let's and get that's the gonna, next." And that's gonna be the king. And then I think people. So will that's go, instantly a form of government, though, that's right? What that's yeah, a monarchy. That, that's what I'm so saying. So you have to have a monarchy to get to a democracy, is where you're going. Yes, you're gonna have to because ha- you're gonna have a leader. You're gonna have a leader in the fucking group here, right? There, you, there will be a leader so then once, everywhere but, you go. Okay, and it could be fucking three guys, or it could be one guy. But okay, so to be complete devil's advocate in this whole apocalyptic. Thing, and it's like so much of what you say is you believe in freedom. You don't want government telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. But now imagine you're a person in this scenario and the shit's hit the fan and things are rebuilding. Mm-hmm. And some person now comes and tells you, I'm the leader of this group and this is what happens. That's, that's not how it starts. But that's a king. That's not how it starts. That's that a monarchy. How it starts or, is a group of people that are trying to survive together. Yeah. And there are people who are going to go, hey, I know that my skill level is this and my skill level is this. And I'm willing to fucking understand that I can't put everything together without somebody explaining to me, this is what we need to do. And then I go, fuck, I'll trust you and I'll do that. And then once that happens, that person is now, I'm going to listen to them and I'm going to follow along with what they say. And then as that group meets another group, I'm going to put my faith in the person that is doing that to decide are we going to control or am I going to control this group, this bigger thing? Or is this other guy, he's got a better idea and we're going to go with that until yeah. it gets to a certain point. And then one person will rise to the top and there will be a bunch of fucking killing and he'll kill. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll fucking, he'll start putting everybody in fucking cages and fucking doing a bunch of bullshit. And then it's not until once those things start fucking happening and you start nights are fighting nights. That, that's how it will work. I, I 110% think that that is, the, that is the progress of how it will work, and that's why it, you look to the past, and that's what happened there. So we're not any different. The, the, the history will repeat itself 100%. So, yeah, the government and the fucking uh, democracy will come from those things. And, yes, at some point, I don't agree with having a fucking dictator and a king. And I am on the fucking 1776 side of that shit, right? So I have this, I was born in the good times. And the good times are now. And the good times have been for the last three fucking hundred years. Yeah. Right? So since we've been on this side of that, it's impossible to look back and go like, oh, like I don't believe in a king. It's like, no, we came from that shit. 
So there's always going to be a part of me that's like, yeah, we yeah. need that to get here. The, the kings were probably just good negotiators that knew how to take this tribe and that tribe. I'm like, all right, come on, guys. We're going to... We're going to figure out something yeah, or, that's beneficial for all of us. Or they said, fuck and they you. Would, they and they would, just, they would rule their peasants with a heavy hand, but their peasants were basically the people who lacked moral courage, who weren't going to stand up for themselves. Yeah. But then they would, you know, they say real recognizes real. Mm-hmm. When, when they realized another warrior had just fucking rode in over the mountain, and it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, they got their own this, fucking this, tribe. This dude's a motherfucker. Yeah. Maybe we should just, let's ride out there with a white flag and talk to him, see what's up. Right, yeah. and that that might be how the first kings actually came to rise, to where, yeah, like I said, it's, it's almost like a, excuse me, like a negotiation process, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, and and it will it will be these small nomadic groups that fucking start and fucking you know, See? granite falls, and then it it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and that is just that's how government will form after all of this shit happens. There's no other way. The things that scare me about, like, a real apocalypse and, like, the rebuilding and stuff is, like, I feel like throughout history we've seen monarchies or, like, Genghis Khan or, you know, Napoleon or, like, real just people throughout history that have been a monarch and stuff like that. And I feel like when you see true democracy, it's like an actual accident, like, the forming of Rome or Greece or these places or even the United States where you have these ideas of democracy. I feel like what we live in in the United States, our forefathers started as an experiment. Yeah, they you called know? it the great experiment. Yeah, exactly. And it was for it to be like, hey, man, if we set a group or a, a written doctrine or a standard of laws or philosophies or thoughts that everyone's equal to, that we need to figure out how off of these things that we can make society work. And having a giant apocalypse or a reset, like you lose... Not only, like, the knowledge, like, we always talk about, like, old societies and stuff, and it's not, like, the stuff you learned of the past, but it's, like, the experiments of society or of, like, thought process or, like, I mean, we went from slavery to no slave, and what is that? It's saying, you know, everyone's got an equal shot. You don't deserve to be owned by another human being, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, when we talk about all this apocalypse stuff, it makes me just worry about, like, what you could lose is like a philosophy or an idea for a value. Yeah. If times to be so tough though, it was so tough with those other marauders. But you have me. to, you have to lose those values to survive. Yeah. But that's Peleliu, right? That's Peleliu. I need to survive. So I'm going to be brutal and I'm going to kill anyone and everything. And I'm so fucked up from it that I'm going to pull this guy's gold teeth out. And I don't even care or this living guy. I'm going to pull his teeth out. Yeah, and what will we lose as people, as a culture, as a society, as human beings, of us, of Sledge, and we don't have a Doc Caswell to tell us not to take those teeth? That's what scares me about the apocalypse, is what I will lose as being a human. I think that the values you carry now are as important as anything else, right? So to get into that group and to have those preparations and to know, like, what we're looking for are people who have put time in and learned things and kept your mind in the right track to get to where you're at and mm. have something to give to us. 
And once you put yourself on that fucking plane, whether it be I know how to knit a hat or I know how to fucking wire a building or I know how to make, you know, uh, plumbing work, like once you have that group of people, you're going to you're going to realize like you put yourself in a fucking place where you learned like you learned yeah. and you were willing to be a part of society and like put something towards produce something. Mm. We're producers. Right? At the end of the day, like, humans need to produce to fucking survive. Yeah. Whether it be I need to produce an arrow to shoot a deer or I need to produce a spear or I need to produce a fucking a stick, mm. you know? I can do that. I can sharpen it up and I can go try and kill something to survive. And then when I do that and I bring it to a group, now I've provided value for the group. And that is what the society is based on. Yeah. So if you want to sit back and collect things and be like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? And it's not until everything else is taken care of that comedians can come through and be like, hey, I'm going to make you joke and laugh yeah, and comedians giggle. Comedians are also good. high up on the pyramid. Yeah. Not, but not until food, water, shelter, safety are taken care of. Yeah, That's but, why I'm leaving that for you guys. And then I'm going to hang out in the back telling dick and fart jokes. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there there's something there's something to where when things are fucking set up, that's like the first form of like, inter- or like, I wouldn't even say, like, entertainment. I think entertainment was, like, the first, like, a jester was, like, yeah. therapy. Yeah. It was, like, hey, this is, like, a lightning moment, and we need to be around this to, like, actually yeah. feel good. Like, once you can start lightening up, yeah. then you can start being, like, hey, I'm not worried about these things. Like, I'm going to drink a little booze. I'm going to listen to some fucking jester jokes. And I'm also going to be like, hey, you know what? I'm feeling at this point, I'm feeling like like I want to help somebody else out. So then once I start feeling like I can help somebody else out and I can laugh and joke and have like a lightheartedness to myself, then you can start giving back. But if you're made of fucking stone and you just went through hell and you're not going to fucking, you're just, oh, fuck, 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 survive or fucking die. Fuck you. That's going to happen for sure. Like, that's what's happened many times. But then once you get to a point where you can laugh and joke, then you can start giving and you can start, like, being like, oh, I, I, am, I am good enough and I have enough supplies here where, you know what, you're not doing so good, I'm going to help you out. But because you are also willing to give yeah. and you're in the group. You're in the yeah. group now. And then, like, once that starts building and building and building – you get that certain, you know, level. And when things get so good, you want to give to everybody. And that's when society starts crumbling. crumbling. That's what, just what worries me, though, is like, would if it went We're so really f- strapped down bad, would we ever be able to get to that point of society where you ever had jokers or jesters? Not again? in our lifetime. Not in our lifetime. Not for fucking hundreds of years would you have that. Sounds horrible. Hey, fuck yeah. I mean, at some point, you'd have people. I need like, a lot more get home bag joints. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just I, I don't. You're think painting I, a grisly picture here, my friend. Well, I, I just I. Well, so then it's all for fighting we, for the next we, generation. We would have. We would have. I think you would still find light moments. We would have life, life right? moments, yeah. and we would find entertainment. And we would find like we would find those things for sure. But it wouldn't be like, hey, oh, this movie's coming out on a national fucking level. Everybody go check this out. It's you gonna guys be. Guys want to go watch Top Gun? Yeah, you know what I mean. Top Gun's not coming out for. Another I'm done with Top Gun. I'm all right with like the fucking six hundred years. You know what I mean? Like yeah. We we have a long time before like those moments 
Doesn't where, that like, make you sad though? Then think of the technology. No. So then, like, no, it doesn't make jet me sad. Planes you want to know why? Exist? Because we're on the end of that. What? what That's why mean? it doesn't make me sad. It makes me sad to like for the people who went through that and the cavemen and the fucking Neanderthals and all the crazy bullshit that happened. Just for us to get here to where we we worked our way all the way to this point, and we are at the like precipice of greatness. We have so many good things going for yeah. us in the world. So how can you feel bad about where we're at? We are so lucky to be here right now. But then if you're me and you want to be one world government and get us off this planet, a global catastrophe resets us so far. Why do you want to get off this planet? Just be that good. I want to be a badass. I have a Mustang and it looks good. Why do you want those rims? Because it's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I want to be awesome. Well, why, why... Why is leaving this planet awesome though? That's because the thing. it it's means like, you have the okay. So all of this awesome. stuff. Okay, no, it's awesome because think about like your knives, your tents, all that stuff. To survive in the woods, what are you doing? You're physically manipulating the reality around you to make it livable and sustainable. Human beings' number one trait: the more you can f- physically manipulate reality around you the more impact you have in this world. So if you could physically manipulate the reality around you to travel through time and space, you can do anything. I want to be someone that can do anything. You're a fucking star child. (laughs) (laughs) I want a sharp stick (laughs) and something to stab. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a really good fucking point, you know? Um, but yeah, no, I don't I mean, want to lose what we lose. I don't want to like, so the sh- apocalypse happens. We lose medication. I want to be able to have medication back. So everything then we're doing is to work to where we were yesterday. I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking like we are so far past, uh, we are at almost complete human extinction and all technology has, it don't even matter. Okay. We're just trying to. Have a couple kids and eat a mango. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hear you. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, I think I think we're just so past that. Um, so I think then, if it really is the apocalypse, then I'm gonna go with more, get more, get home bag joints. If it is the end of the times, then you know what matters yeah, if, is if the end small. Of days, then it doesn't matter. Then it we're, all, we're talking about natural disasters from which there's yeah. a high casualty rate, but yeah. also a, <laughs> I guess I got a good chance to Perhaps <laughs> you know what? I am bringing that girl. <laughs> yeah, he came around. That's podcasting, baby. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I know that. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that that's what's going to happen. But uh, carry flashlights, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where I want it. I say we ended there. That was yeah, a fun apocalypse <laughs> series. That's, that's a long podcast. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Good night. <laughs>